Did you know that it's considered a crime punishable by law for women and girls to share menstrual products in prison? Did you know that incarcerated women and girls use socks, mattress stuffing, and ripped sheets while menstruating? And did you know that formerly incarcerated women are two times as likely to experience homelessness and unemployment than men? Run entirely on crowdfunding and online giving, the Thurman Perry Foundation offers scholarships, public health resources, and housing relief to women impacted by incarceration. In one year, they have donated over 70,000 organic, cotton, and chemical-free menstrual products to prisons and jails. They've also awarded tens of thousands of dollars in scholarships across the U.S., and provided housing assistance to formerly incarcerated mothers. This August, for National Black Philanthropy Month, the Thurman Perry Foundation will be partnering with Drew Holiday and the Milwaukee Bucks and his wife, Lauren Holiday, two-time Olympic gold medalist and FIFA World Cup champion, for the Thurman Perry Foundation's hashtag Black August campaign. Through the entire month of August, the Drew and Lauren Holiday Social Impact Fund will be matching donations given to the Thurman Perry Foundation to address the human rights violations experienced by women and girls through the carceral system. 95% of all funds raised will go directly to currently incarcerated women, formerly incarcerated women, and the daughters of anyone who has experienced incarceration in an ongoing effort to fund scholarships through the Perry Second Chances Scholarship also to prevent reproductive ailments via the Girl Code Initiative and provide housing assistance to formerly incarcerated mothers through their Mother's Day 365 program. Donations can be made at www.thurmanperryfoundation.org and they can also be sent to the Thurman Perry Foundation via mail at P.O. Box 5471, Covington, Louisiana, 704334. Use the hashtag, hashtag Black August to show your support for TPF's mission of aiding women and girls across the U.S. in seeing a more just and humane future. This episode was brought to you by the following patrons. Cody, Boezy, Jeremy, Ali, Shining Donut, Nathan, Jennifer with a PH, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Danielle, Jeff, Amy, Tia, Dave, Jonathan, Scott, Kate, Isaac, and Karun. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome Horror Virgin community. We'd like to invite you to hang out with all of us in the Facebook group and Discord servers where we legit hang out daily. I started crisis counseling with a master's degree at 31000 and like the same day I rode by Waffle House, and they're like, assistant manager, $40,000. And I was like, hmm. Yeah, I don't know why you would have taken $31 with a master's for anything. 31000 a year, Paige. It was a salary. The crazy thing about that is, in order to be a Waffle House manager, you also have to have a master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about memorize this symbol. First off, that's a very complicated symbol. <laughs> that is not like a triangle with two circles that was like a very complicated there was a lot going on there yeah i agree and mikey it's... i did not come to this movie to be in school so i am not memorizing shit <laughs> <laughs> thank you for tuning into horror virgin i'm Paige. i'm mikey and i'm your horror virgin todd which means i don't like scary movies but you guys make me watch them and this week as we started asian horror month we watched Incantation. Incantation. So I'm assuming because this movie just hit Netflix and honestly came out this year. Yeah. I'm assuming you guys haven't seen it yet. This is the first time you saw it. First time. This was the first time I'd seen it. I had read that it was scary. Yes. Yeah. And I think Paige and I were kind of on the same page. We're like, oh, I heard this movie is scary. But like I went in and I think Paige and I think you went in as well, Todd. I didn't know shit about this film. 
I didn't. I did know that it was scary because you guys had told me what you had read in those articles that it was like super scary. So I went in expecting it to be like hereditary levels of scary, and it was close to that for me. It was very <laughs> scary to me. It was probably the scare, probably the scariest movie I've watched in a long time. Same. Yeah, I'm talking years long time. And I don't know if it's because I didn't see a trailer. I didn't really know a synopsis. I think it all seems very creepy. And it, I, I really, I think it was to me as like an outsider from that culture. Like I knew nothing about cultural norms or Buddhism. It's actually a lot of Taoism. 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 Yeah. yeah, Taoism, Taoism. Yeah. And it's just being like, oh, I don't know any of this, but it seems real creepy. There's like coming in fresh. And I was like, don't do that. I mean, universal. No one should go in the tunnel. Well, also, the tunnel was closed and had a door that those assholes kicked open I know. and broke Paige. at a place that is not their house. I, I was so mad that they just kicked it open. It was a door. You could have opened yeah. the door. You didn't have to break the door. Or not. Or, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying if you are insistent on going in, which A, yes. you should not be. But if you, you are, don't break their shit. Just open it. I will say at one point in the film, I was like, hey, girl. What's that whole face do? No. Mikey, I'm terrified that when you saw what was revealed as the uh, mother Buddhist face or whatever, you'd have been like, I could stick my dick in that. I mean. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so holes bother Paige more than Mikey is what I'm hearing. Well, one hole is fine. <laughs> Porous multiple holes on your skin Ugh. really freaks me out. And I, I texted Paige because Paige and I have similar like horror triggers i guess yeah and like that yeah oh there's like a there's a phobia of that of like the multiple holes with like creep trypophobia yeah we both have that and it like i get chills looking at pictures of that Ugh. and then it sh pops up in the film like halfway and i was like Ugh. but i was already freaked out about how like i like the first night in my opinion the first night the little girl comes home oh. is like as scary as the last night of paranormal activity oh it is and i was like <laughs> yeah. no you're right like, this shit, is the yeah. first 10 minutes of the film yeah, you actually messaged us that in our group message, and I was like, I hadn't seen the movie yet. In fact, I watched it the night after you watched it. So, like, I knew the beginning was scary. And then I was like, oh, I mean, I guess right. the car crash sort of happened out of nowhere. That was sort of a jump scare. And then it gets so much worse, like, five minutes after that. I was like, <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Okay. This is terrifying. I, th I thought it was really creative, like some of the fourth wall stuff uh, i yeah I, I guess it was it, to me it's like a conjuring conjuring two level of like quality plus i just knew nothing about anything and then like okay i will say that i was unable to recite the chant with her because being that my family was from mississippi i tried to do it and i just sounded racist <laughs> so i was just like i'm just gonna be quiet and say it in my head she gave it like that option yeah, so like when that sort of thing happens in a movie, I just realized that as a white man from the South, it's my job to just sit here and listen. <laughs> uh, for me, when that happens in that movie, uh, I think a ghost could get fucked and I'm not going to repeat anything. Oh, yeah. I didn't repeat anything, but I still had a lot of trouble sleeping last night because I watched this movie. It scared the hell out of me. It really did. And then we immediately turned on something that was like light and funny and I was able to fall asleep pretty fine. And then I woke up at 30 because Buttercup like licked my face. And I was like, <laughs> I immediately went into like karate chop pose and like freaked out. And then I could not sleep. I literally have been awake since 1.30 because I, oh I could not get back to sleep. I was so fucking freaked out. I had to watch something to cool off. To. And I don't usually get scared. So I was very like impressed. 
it was just the creep factor was on level 10 yes. the whole film. Yeah. I also like the themes it plays on, like the themes about motherhood and like yeah. accepting that challenge of motherhood. I thought was really, really cool. And mm-hmm. Paige, I'm sure you'll have a much more nuanced take than just accepting the challenge of motherhood or whatever. But like, but even a stupid guy like me could see that. And I really enjoyed that part of it. I was like, I would abandon this girl. And that's saying something from a guy who is openly trying to find a woman to have him a child that he can then get arrested for meth possession. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, Mikey is definitely <laughs> the guy in this movie that runs the foster home, but then inexplicably uh, I, agrees to help her 100%, later. 100% that would be Mikey. And I only mean that because Mikey is a stand-up guy who would definitely help someone like this, and he wants a kid. Okay, so I watched the dub version because I'm an idiot. Same. I, I just like went full idiot on this. Did you guys watch the dubbed or the I sub? watched the dubbed and subtitled it. Okay. Subtitles forever. Yeah. Subtitles and original dialogue, bro. He's like, you two can call me daddy. And I thought that all that was a little weird. I didn't like that part. <laughs> So here's here's something interesting uh, because I did not watch the dub and that line wasn't there. So maybe it's a mistranslation for the dub. What was the line on in the subtitles? He liked that she called him father or dad or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the line is something along the lines of like, uh, I appreciated that even though, you know, I'm not your father and that I can't have children of my own. I liked that you called me dad. Yeah. Oh, he says that. Yeah. He should have been like, look, I'm not your dad. You probably shouldn't call me dad. But, you know, there's like eight other children here. <laughs> yeah, the, I'm sure that would make the other children a little Weird. on edge. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> And it could be our culture, too, because the other staff would be like, we have to have him investigated immediately. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I did worry about that for a while in the movie, but then we get a lot of the videos of him playing with her. Yeah. And it's very clear that it, it's an appropriate relationship, I would say. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody, it, it is OK to be steadfast and protectful of our innocent people but like not everybody's a bad guy which is great yes and, and i don't think he is a bad guy now i will say daddy got the short end of the stick baby <laughs> i mean i this is difficult i feel like he should not have helped her take her a hundred percent the second he yeah. gets to the car yes. window and he's like seeing that the girl is there he should have been like hey cops she's here arrest her <laughs> right. she's right there yeah Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did get he did get his comeuppance with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in so much as that he learned his lesson of helping women is a bad idea and will get <laughs> men killed. That's what I learned watching this. Is that what you're saying, Mikey? I'm saying if I had someone come up to me and said, there's an evil deity chasing my daughter and me and wanting to hurt us, and then I saw evidence of that, I would be like, that's very bad for y'all. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. I mean, controversial opinion. I think some of the evidence he sees looks a hell of a lot like child abuse. Yes. And I would question whether or not she should be in her mother's care. Now, granted, we know what's happening in the movie, but like yeah. from an outside observer exactly. who doesn't know that, I 100% understand him in wanting to protect that child, wanting to remove that child from from the mother's care. And I think you could make an argument in this film that not that she is necessarily abusing her directly or intentionally, but that it is not a good environment for her to be in at a minimum. Absolutely not. I I will say that at the end of the movie, right before he takes his own life or is made to take his own life by the deity, in my opinion. Yes. When he sort of apologizes for turning her in the second time or whatever, I was like, yeah, I mean, with the information you had, you absolutely should have turned her in. Yes. Yeah. With the information you had, I understand you making that choice. Yeah. He didn't get any evidence until later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that the deity was real. Yeah. Absolutely. And then if I was in his position where she had like a history of hospitalizations due to psychosis 
And then, like, she's saying some delusional stuff or, quote, like, quote, unquote, delusional. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, you know, the, the child is presenting with behavioral indicators of abuse in some and cases. And physical but abuse. Also, and physical yeah, yeah. indicators of abuse. Yeah. She's got the, those holy scars or whatever. They're not holy scars, but sores. Well, she didn't have those yet. Oh, I know. And when they were like, just don't feed her for seven days, I was like, this is bad. Nope. That's a bad idea. And if you're wondering, like, if you also have trypophobia and you're like, can I get through this? It is worse than New Candyman. Oh, yeah. yeah. The eyes, the holes doesn't bother me that much. Uh, it's just like another scary thing. Teeth bother me. Holes bother me. Oh, too many teeth specifically really oh, bother okay. me. Like that scene early that, in the. Right in the credits. And I was like, fuck. Ah! Oh, the row of teeth behind the teeth. Sort of like the. Yeah. Like if a, ah! if a human's mouth was built like a shark's mouth with like rows of teeth. Yeah. And, and there are defects where that will happen to people. And I've seen pictures of it. And uh, I have chills talking about now it. people ripping their teeth out later. Oh. I was totally fine with that. <laughs> I don't like people pulling their own teeth out and stuff, but ugh, ugh. I don't mind that. I mean, we didn't get any close ups to it. There is that one scene where that guy just opens his mouth and like all of his teeth fall out that freaked me out, man. Oh, yeah. This is going to sound terrible. I got the impression that he had the extra teeth on the bottom and just kind of like cleared him out. I got the impression that he just forgot to floss. Well, what's really interesting <laughs> in that scene, I don't know if it's the He's same the in fifth the dub. <laughs> oh. The one who doesn't think you need to floss. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this was in your dubbed version, but in the subtitled version, what he says in that scene is that as he's pulling his teeth out is my teeth are so itchy, which is like, but it's it's almost this like there's an energy I can't get out in my body. I've never had itchy teeth. That's... I mean, you need to do more cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted, Paige. Or you need to drink <laughs> C4 Energy. That definitely made my teeth vibrate one day. It made my teeth explode. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I do love how dentists are the only people in the world that'll stab your gums with metal instruments and then gaslight you by saying, oh, you just need to floss more. I mean, yeah. I don't think other people get in that situation a lot. Where they can stab you in the gums and then tell you stuff. I mean, that is fair. I usually don't allow access to my gums to just <laughs> yeah. anybody. Yeah, usually it's just me and my dentist. It's yeah, me in yeah. the mirror being like, bitch, you should floss more. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I mean, this movie, it, it does like a lot of like haunted house stuff really well, like yeah. demon possession well, Fuck. cult stuff well, like yeah. ghosty stuff, like body horror. Because like usually you get like one or two, but like this kind of like melded a lot together. Found footage plus other stuff. It was like really, yeah. really creative the way they threw it all together and like... It was just terrifying. It was just absolutely t like at the end there. I was just like, "Fucking it, wrap this up, man. I'm ready to go." Same, and that was 20 minutes in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then my dumbass was like, "I wonder when the B story is gonna like collide with the A story." I was like, "Oh, they're the same lady. I'm dumb." Yeah. Wait, what B story? The Ghostbusters. Mikey, you thought there was a different person? They do good job. Well, she has like, longer hair, and then like she wears the cap. Yeah, she is wearing the it's cap. Clearly but it clearly the same, is the person, same person, and it identifies her by the same name the whole time. Look, I'm not good with names in any sort of film. I'm, I'm more of a face person. Well, she had the same yeah, face the, the whole movie. Face. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I felt like it was like the first time, and then it went back, and I was like, oh, that's her. And then I was watching with somebody, and like, yeah. I do think Dan Aykroyd's on his couch somewhere literally being like, am I going to have to sue somebody? Because they refer to themselves as the <laughs> Ghostbusters the entire movie. I watched the whole film with Todd's philosophy of, 
I don't believe in this, but I would not fuck with it just in case. Yeah. And like I went through that whole thing like if I was there, there's no way I would do any of this. Same. No. First of all, I don't even know that I would have gone. And if I had, I probably wouldn't have brought the camera. But I also think that there's a strong chance that had they not brought the camera, had they just done whatever thing they were supposed to do, that it would not have been as catastrophic as it was yeah because everybody in the village dies right they do but it's after they go in the tunnel so there's a part of me that's like did they cause oh yes yeah Yeah, they did right they caused everyone to die yeah yeah that's how i read it as well Yeah. yeah and she promised lady buddha her daughter right and that was the whole conflict she didn't they kind of voluntold her yeah. yeah but i think it's because she was literally pregnant at the time of going into the tunnel is why the little girl was involved she never went into the tunnel uh, she does at the end i'm sorry but you're right but she was a part of the ritual when they were like taking the names and stuff right right. and right. that's when they say you know you're pregnant and she's going to be involved in that you have to come back every 10 years sort of ritual thing too well and and they gave her an out when yes. they were like, this is a family thing only, you should drive away. She should have driven away. Like, yeah. that would have, you know, stopped the whole movie. And personally, I would have too. I was like, I don't want to be in this. <laughs> no thanks. No. Once I saw tattoos all over a body, I've been like, they're, they're way into this. Oh, yeah. You don't take the time to sharpie your body that much yeah. for like a, the lulls. Like, there's some scary stuff going on there, right? Right, 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 right. And this is Taiwanese, right? So it takes place in Taiwan. Definitely. It's about a very specific subsect of certain religions that I will get into in fun facts. Thank you to Stacy who reached out to me on Instagram with a Reddit thread of like native viewers who saw the movie and then broke down a lot of the stuff that we're seeing that we don't have a cultural touchstone for. So I actually have a ton of that in fun facts. Awesome. Which it, it gives a lot more context to the movie, which was really interesting. I honestly love that, though, because it's like a lot of our films in the U.S. that are scary have a baseline knowledge that everyone going into it sort of understands Christianity on some level. That's what I was going to say, like Christian yes. mythology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, this yeah. is a demon. This is possession. Like, oh, yeah. go get the priest. Throw the water. <laughs> exactly. Conjuring is a good example of that. Like every movie, right. they don't sort of explain things to you because it's for an Americanized audience or Western audience that sort of already understands it. And I feel like this is a version of that for Buddhism or Taoism, as you were saying, or Taoism, as you were saying, Paige. Mm -hmm. And I just don't have that baseline knowledge, but that I think made it more scary to me because I didn't know what to expect next. And I I, I loved it. I thought that that was cool. There's no horror cliches that I have for that. And so it was like, oh, they've obviously messed up and like it's not like a disrespect thing. It's just like okay, that's obviously religion. They've disrespected their religion. Bad stuff happening. I don't know about the religion. I don't. I I know how they disrespected it. I don't even know what vengeful this looks yeah. like, but it looks yeah. bad. It's all over the place, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there's definitely a baseline of understanding they fucked up and knowing that this is going to be bad, a hundred percent. But one of the things that prevents this from being a 9 or a 10 for me is not having some of that context. So not knowing when I should be afraid for some things that weren't a direct indicator. I had the opposite. Because I didn't know that, I was on edge the whole movie. Yeah, same for me, Mikey. I I was, but, and I I kept comparing this in my mind to, like, the highest movie I have rated on the show is Deborah Logan. Yeah. And I was like, is this Deborah Logan levels of scary for me? And I was like, no, for me, Deborah Logan is still worse. Um, But I think that is a personal attachment thing and a cultural thing. One of the things I struggled with with this one is the way the found footage is shot. In some scenes, it is so 
dark that I can't I'm like looking for what I should be scared of I know there's something I should be scared of but because it's dark and I don't know quite what I'm looking at it almost lessened the scares for me in some sections so that I had a a kind of an experience of like I am dreading this this is scary this is definitely a super high on the scary scale for me 100% but there were sections of it where I was like okay, I know something's going to happen. I'm just not sure what. And because I can't quite visualize what I think might happen, I'm maybe a little more apprehensive than actually scared. That said, there are very effective scares in this movie. Like, I definitely shouted fuck at my computer a couple times. Like, it's a very (laughs) scary movie. Same page. I do, though, also think you could cut 20 minutes out of this movie and be even fucking scarier. Because there are sections of this movie that drag, that we did not need to spend as much time on. We don't need six cutaways to her face not saying anything, just looking down. Didn't need it. Take it out. We don't need them driving around where they see that same marker multiple times. Paige, for me, if I was driving, I only would have needed it once. Because the first time I saw it, I would have done what he he did the third time. And that's kick it into reverse and get the fuck out of there. Yeah. But also, (laughs) it's shot so dark. I'm like, what am I even looking at? And it took me a second to be like, oh, didn't we pass that already? We did. Why are they still driving in a circle? That could have been your setup because I had this on my main TV. I had like my whole house dark. Oh, candles yeah. lit. And like I didn't feel like it was too dark. <laughs> oh, I had I had the vibe going candles for like lit like you were having a romantic evening with incantation. Not just that. I have gotten really into like candles as an adult, like in my living room. Oh, yeah. Same. Like, I like yeah. when I watch movies and stuff, I'll like light a few candles to set the mood and stuff. And I have like a small Edison lamp. I have just, like, it's it's fine. It's whatever you want to do. But I will say, <laughs> and, and I really feel like context of how you watched a, a horror movie helps. But like I was in like perfect, like scare the shit out of me mode with this one. I, I was really struggling to see through a lot of the movie. And I did watch it at night and had lights off. But I could not see. And and like I saw the shadows move with the thing on the ceiling and all of that same. stuff. Oh. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. That's not the part that's the problem for me. It's like whenever they're outside in that village or when they're driving outside at night, I couldn't see shit. So or, or when they're in the tunnel and you're just following the flashlight, it's like the tunnel scared the fuck out of me. I, I, I hard disagree. Honestly, same. It scared the hell out of me, too, man. <laughs> I saw everything in that tunnel. I want to forget. Well, maybe it's this is just the things that I am scared of are different. The iPhone footage in broad daylight of people dying by suicide, way scarier for me. Oh, see, that's just like a Tuesday. <laughs> what are you, M. Bison? But I mean, like, it's your job. But for me, that's the scary shit. Like, that was, and I think that's also part of like the. Or like the hospital, uh, like CCTV footage. That oh, shit yeah. scares me. When she goes and shows the police officers the footage, and then they yes. end up shooting themselves. It was oh my god, scary. yeah. That that's the kind of shit that I'm like, okay, this is fucked up. I am scared. And that first night with her and and Dodo in the house, like Fuck that's that very scary. They, they do two or three of those nights and all three yeah. of them scared the shit out of me. And Same. when you finally get to the resolution of what happens in the village in the past, because there is a time jump in this movie. Yeah. In the past, that last night where he is pulling his teeth out and stuff, they do light that final section better. 
so that like when you're seeing the bodies and all that stuff that for me I was like great this is done well but it's all the stuff leading up to that where it's like the cameras rustling and they're running everywhere and you're just like I can't figure out what the fuck is going on or what I'm seeing. Well, I, I will say if there is a weakness, it is it has some of the found footage problems, which is so I don't I'm not a huge fan of like the camera shaking all the time and all that and like the lighting. And- well, and worse was like the camera shaking in the dark so I can hear the camera shaking. I just can't see what's happening. And there's a part of me that's like, this movie is almost two hours long. It does not need to be. And if you just cut some of that, if you just cut the scenes where the camera flings wildly across a dark room so we can't see anything, you would cut 50 to 20 minutes out of this movie and it would be quicker and fucking terrifying. I mean, and it is already terrifying. Like, it if you never had a respite in this movie, because that's what those moments become, when you're just like the camera is rolling on the ground. That, I mean, that's what I was going to say. I was like, if you cut all that out, it is just 100% the whole time. Yeah. Oh, 100. Like, if you cut all of that out, the, then this ranks maybe higher than Deborah Logan for me. But because it's in there, there are whole sections of like, God, how is there 48 minutes left of this movie? I never felt that. I felt scared and like horrified the whole time. I felt like I was on a scary roller coaster that never ended. I mean, I was scared pretty much from top to bottom in this movie, but because it comes out of the gate super scary, Mikey, I sort of agree. Like I was scared the whole time. I think you need some of that downtimes though between the scary moments or it's just too much. Well, and here's the thing. You have them in this movie in the form of story. That's not the part that would cut. The part I'm cutting is the cutaways to her just staring at the camera or where she's just looking sad and it gets darker around her. I like the deterioration of her mental health and like. But I didn't need six shots of it. Yeah, I don't think Paige is talking about cutting it. Like I have a philosophy when editing podcasts that I think is more or less what you're saying, Paige. So like for me, if it doesn't serve the story or get to like for us, because we're a comedy podcast about horror movies, like if it doesn't get to a laugh and it doesn't serve the episode in some way as like progressing the story of the episode, it it gets out. So like, I agree. If I was editing this film, I probably would have cut that shit too. But because I don't feel like it's necessary to serve the story. Like I'm going to beat this episode until it is the thinnest episode we can get out of it. And it still be good. And that's what I would do for this movie too. I just don't fat shame movies and and shows like, y'all do you do though whenever you're like no this movie had a pacing problem that's really what you're saying yeah i just didn't i just didn't feel it as much with this film and it's probably because i was just scared the whole time i think on a second watch i would probably come to terms with that i but that's how i know it was good is because i was so scared i wasn't even like as being critical as i normally am i was just like i hate this so you guys want to talk about this movie scene by scene though sure let's get into it uh so the movie opens with a poem that is not translated in subtitles uh so therefore i could not read it (laughs) um (laughs) did it read it out to you guys or did it just like show up i don't remember Okay, cool. Um, I suspect (laughs) it is probably a poem about blessings and curses and the duality of life and death. Themes of duality are pretty common in Taoism and and Buddhism. Taoism and Buddhism. I mean, that makes sense. I don't remember them talking about it, but I do remember them being text on the screen that was not a language I could read. So, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I saw (laughs) symbols and then I saw her being like, say this with me. And then you hear them chanting and then she's like, memorize the symbol. And I was like, that's too complicated. That That's a couple minutes later. Yeah. So it opens with a video of what we'll find out is Dodo. It's her daughter. And 
it's basically a, a voiceover of like, do you believe in blessings like birthday wishings or Christmas where we unconsciously believe that our intentions bring about good outcomes, but they can change outcomes as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the carousel and the train thing. It was cool. That was cool. Yeah, the optical illusions. It, it definitely sets a creepy vibe. It does set a creepy vibe. Yeah. But Paige, to your point, I was thinking in my head, I was like, well, this isn't like you changing what... It's an optical yeah, illusion. Yeah, it's an optical yeah. illusion. Like, you're not doing anything other than experiencing an optical illusion. Part of the reason they set up the optical illusion is so that the one at the very end works, where they tell you to close yeah. your eyes, and when you open them, you see it on the screen. But by the way, if you don't close your eyes or don't look away, you don't see it. See what? At the very end, when the screen goes white... If you did what she said and closed your eyes, when you open them, you see the symbol. Oh, I, I didn't do that. I was too scared to do that. Yeah. 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 Good call. Yeah. Anyway, then we cut back to a, a very short burst of clips of the little girl who is now covered in sores. It's the terrifying sores from later. Yeah. And, and also has like way too many teeth in her mouth. I'm surprised Mikey wasn't like, I mean, I guess it was a little girl, but like Mikey does love teeth. I, I'm surprised to hear you I say know, that. There's a lot of teeth in this movie. Yeah. I, I assumed that like if obviously she was of age that Mikey wouldn't be super right. Someone with a, a second row of teeth. Now that checks out. Most people I date do feel like they were cursed by God at a young age. <laughs> I think ultimately it didn't feel like that at the beginning. Just towards the end, you were like, oh, I see what's going on here. You went into the tunnel, didn't you? Look, if anyone's <laughs> going into tunnels, I think it's Mikey. <laughs> He's trying at least. I think Final Fantasy VII very much damaged my perception of the world. Final Fantasy VII? Why? I played it too much in middle school. And then it's like, you know, I could be like Cloud when I grew up. And, and you know what? All of that was a mistake. If I ever see you Isn't walking down with, with a huge fuck scientist? off sword, I'll be very upset. <laughs> I played the hell out of that game. Same, Mikey. Is it Final Fantasy VII the one with the, like, evil scientist, but then also, like, the evil lady? I think you're describing every Final Fantasy I've ever played. That's true. Like, Mikey, is that the one with the gill? They all have gill. All, I know, all of them I know. I'm making a joke. Oh. They're all the same. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the conversation. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> I had to watch Jake play uh, 15, the one that's like a road trip. Uh, you got to watch him play 15. Thank you. <laughs> had to watch uh, because that, that game is like 60% fishing. It is Final Fantasy, the road trip. But like you don't have to play it like that. You could play it other There's ways. There's never been a healthy love story in a Final Fantasy game. No, they're all trauma bonds. Yeah, but also like when your swords are that big... Your expectations for love got to be a little lower. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think they're overcompensating for something, Paige, is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're driving in a convertible with giant spiky hair and swords as big as the convertible. I feel like maybe expectations versus reality going to be a problem. Yeah. In the beginning of that game, when you're having to push the convertible, I was like, I'm going to fucking hate this game. And I didn't. I like the game, but. I was like, is there a game where I'm having to like push a car in yeah. a game? Like, come on now. I would like a game to feel like I'm doing someone's chores. Is that okay? Yeah, that's what that game is. Well, I mean, there's some aspects of it like that. It's not as bad as like a Stardew Valley. I also I also can't hang with Stardew Valley Same and page. Jake loves it and I can't Same. stand it. Stardew Valley saved me from COVID. That's all I'm going to say. I get that like different things, different game mechanics hit people differently. So like Mikey likes games where you feel like you're doing someone else's chores. But like, for in my opinion, I want to actually do shit in my games. That sounds very condescending. Like, enjoy what you enjoy. I, I think it's fine. I don't care. I like St Stardew Valley made me sound super delusional at work i would like come in it was like lockdown and i'd be like 
yesterday on my farm, I was able to like marry this woman, and then now she's moved into the farm. My coworkers are like, "Are you okay, man?" <laughs> you just start crying, and you're like, "No." <laughs> Jake played a lot of Stardew Valley and a lot of Animal Crossing during COVID. Animal Crossing is the same way, yeah. It, it is the same. I think for him, it was this is something I can manage, and so like managing the the minutia and the resource management of games like that is calming for him. And it's nice to virtually live in a world where hard work pays off. Yeah, I guess for me, it's there's no ending. The the no ending and the no final goal to achieve and win is overwhelming and very anxiety inducing for me. Well, there's some, you have to set your own goal. Like I, I, I beat the shit out of that Stardew Valley game. I, I was like making, my farm was making like a million a day. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to walk away now. I I can't I can't and I can't keep up with it day to day doing the same tasks and stuff over again. Same. So I can't I can't have a giant sword. I can't farm. <laughs> I, what can I do on I my can't video games? Push a car. Or, what yeah. are you allowing Mikey to do? Yeah. What is acceptable to you? You you just you just want me to be basic and Call of Duty is shit. I just, just shoot everybody. Paige only likes violence. I do like violence. But like here's the thing: have your giant sword. <laughs> but that game is them with giant swords. Pushing cars and fishing and feeding a cat. I'm like, I feed a cat every day. Like, what? Do you, I don't need a game to do that. Just rub everybody's face in it. That's the kind of life you live. Yeah, I guess. Cats are free, by the way, pretty much. I have five, and I can guarantee you they are expensive as fuck when you own them. Well, they're expensive to maintain, but they're yeah. free to get. I just spent so $1,000 like... last week on one of our cats, who we found out has hyperthyroidism and is now taking medicine for it. I have so many thoughts about your animal horning. I'm sorry, horning? Or horning. I don't know what you do in that house. It's not that! <laughs> you just call call me P-word magnet, but it's like really cats because it's a pun. And the judgment <laughs> game that I'm playing by like the makers of Yakuza, like you can date and the girls will like text you randomly throughout the game. And so you have to like stop, take your phone out, decide what to text them back. And then if you text the right thing, they like you more. And if you text the wrong thing, they like you less. And I was like, that is just real life. Like they, that is your <laughs> real life, Mike. Yeah. Why would I do Conversely, I played both Spider-Man and the Miles Morales Spider-Man, and the Miles Morales Spider-Man had a podcast that played as you played. And I was like, I got to turn this shit off. <laughs> the last thing I need is to listen to more true crime fuck. Like, no. <laughs> anyway, back to the movie. Anyway, back to the movie. Sorry. So she basically is like, my name is Lee Ronan. I violated a terrible taboo and anyone who comes too close to me has had misfortunes that I can't explain. And it's almost like the more you know about it, the worse it gets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and she she says that later, but... Yeah. Well, it's almost like a, um, seven days. Like, if you watch the video, it you're like, It does Fuck. feel... But it's, it seems like yeah. it's way quicker than seven days. Like, those cops watch oh, the video... Oh, yeah, it's like, they, seven seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's different for every person and it depends on how much of it you watch. Yeah. Because it seems, like she says a couple scenes from now, uh, the more you understand, the worse it gets. So if you watch the entire video, you're going to understand a lot. Similarly with like her baby daddy Dom, later when he lifts the veil on the statue, he understands everything at that point. So he instantly goes insane. Like yeah. just like, boom. Girl, what that face do? <laughs> Terrifying sores. Uh, so we cut to dash cam footage and we're overhearing on the dash cam footage a couple having an argument in 
the car about don't listen, don't ask. I want to understand. You shouldn't understand, which we don't ever get the other half of this conversation. I must I have to assume it's about that religion, basically, the the kind of cult that we see later in this movie, because they are talking about like, well, I asked master and he said this and it sounds like they're in some sort of like study or whatever. As they're driving, they get blindsided by another car. Yeah. And the dash cam tumbles through the car as the accident happens, which this is one of the best accidents I think I've ever seen in a movie. It's really like good. as far as realism. Yeah. Like because it's fucking terrifying. And the dash cam like lands in the car and you see that as the car has settled, at least one of the people in the car is dead. Yeah. But the dash cam is also facing out into the rest of the street. And I believe it's the other driver that hit them that we see get out of their car. We don't see them get out, but we see them walking across the street and they just walk in front of a truck and just get like blasted by a truck. And aren't they saying the incantation as they're walking? The whole time. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. That part scared me. And that's like what I thought when Mikey, you were like, man, the first 10 minutes of this movie is scarier than paranormal activity. Yes. I thought that that's what you were talking about. And that is scary. But then it gets even more scary in a second. No, I was specifically talking about what's coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is where we then cut to her being like, the more you understand, the more it plagues you. Yeah. Uh, we see the guy get hit by the, the the truck. Then we cut to the woman that we've seen narrating goes to a police station and drops off. What we will find out later is a camera. Uh, we can't quite tell on the video what it is, but we know that she hands them something. And then we cut to later on the CCTV where we watch both cops basically just standing and kind of almost catatonic yeah. and then they both die by suicide just like one right after the other it is brutal it is brutal and that yeah. cctv footage is always super creepy creeps for me Ugh. this is one of the scariest moments in the movie for me yeah th- this really got me and again mikey because i remember you had told us like the first i checked the time at this point in the movie and it was 10 minutes in and i was like <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> no, holy shit! When she gets the little girl back to the house, uh, well, I'll, oh. I'll I'll wait. I'll I'll discuss it when we yeah, get there. Yeah, wait, wait, I, wait. I I had almost accidentally watched this early. Paige, thank God, caught me because she's like, "No, you're yes. supposed to be watching." Palm Springs. I was like, oh, thank fucking God. I turned this movie off immediately because <laughs> I was alone in my house. I The first five minutes freaked me out enough where I was like, I'm going to make sure I don't watch this alone, which I have not done in a, mil- in a film in a long time. Yeah, it's I mean, I don't know if you remember me texting you while I was watching Deborah Logan because we happened to be watching yeah. it about the same time. I remember texting you at one point. I don't know if I can finish this movie, yeah. which is one of the only times I have felt that way where I'm like, I can't get through this. I was getting to that point with this movie and then the lull happened and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Honestly, I think they went easy on us at the end when they go into the tunnel. I, I was expecting, yeah. I was like, if the rest of the movie was like this, once we see this video, I'm not going to be the same. Here's what's terrible. And that was actually a comment people made in the Reddit thread as well, where they all felt kind of that way about the tunnel, that it was a little underwhelming because my brain was prepared to see like rooms of people catatonic and chanting, which would have freaked me the fuck out. Like, yeah. A whole bunch of stuff. And then it's just like mirrors, <laughs> which have significance. We'll talk about it in fun facts. Yeah, I was like, I guess I'm going to witness the sixth level of hell. That's the expectation that the, the movie sets up. And I was kind of thankful we didn't go all the way. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we cut back to her talking into the camera. And she's like, I made this video because I hope everyone can help. If you're willing to stay, 
please look at this symbol till you've memorized it and then say this along with me and like i was like fuck you homework nah yeah (laughs) homework uh and then she's like okay say it in your mind and we hear the chanting all and it's kind of like a throat singing kind of sound to the chant which is like i tried to do it in the privacy of my own home I probably am cursed now because of how offensive it probably was to the deity. <laughs> I refuse. I'm never repeating anything anyone ever says in a horror movie. Like, no, thank you, Candyman. I'm all pass. Yeah. Like, I don't know why anyone's like, yeah, let's definitely say along with them. No, bitch. What are you doing? It's a horror movie. Yeah. I'm not going to do it because, A, nothing's going to happen. And also, if it does, I don't want any of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie really, I mean, this is why I love horror is seeing something like this and feeling these things. <laughs> this is why I don't like horror because it scares me and I feel these things and I don't like feeling scared. So we cut to her again talking to into the camera, but she's meeting with a social worker. And in this video, she's like, this is my new video camera. I want to record the time that my daughter's here. I'm finally getting my daughter back. Kind of a diary of her new life and our new life together. And the social worker's like, hey, that's great. But if you don't pass the evaluation, they won't grant you custody and you do have a history. So you need to be mindful of that. Temper your expectations, basically. Yeah. But she helps her with the camera. We cut to they go to the foster home where her daughter's been living and they're kind of like taping her playing. And her daughter doesn't seem to want to leave the foster home and has clearly grown very attached to one of the workers there. But he basically is like, hey. You're going to go to a new home with your mom. Like, it's going to be great. You'll find new toys. It'll be okay. Um, And we cut back and forth with some interviews with him where he basically says, she's special. She calls me dad. I I think we forged a a really nice connection. I can't have children. So it's actually very nice for me to have this kind of a connection with her. Then we cut to six years ago. And we are recording again. It's it's a camera. And it is Ronan, Lee Ronan. Ronan. I think it's just Ronan, right? It's at least in subtitles, it was Lee Ronan, but they call her Ronan through most of the movie. Yeah. So we cut to she's recording a therapy session. Or rather, I would say her therapist, I believe, is recording the session. Yes. And she is currently institutionalized. Um, so clearly we're getting a, a little bit of a, a flavor of what the social worker alluded to. This is the thing that is going to make them have an extra evaluation on her. And her therapist is like, okay, so the the tunnel, you, you've told me about the tunnel that brought you misfortune. Uh, and she's like, yes, that's right. Uh, and she says, so based on what you were saying, the baby you were carrying is dead. But we've already seen Dodo, so we know Dodo's not dead. Right. And she says, I gave her away. And she's basically saying everything, knowing too much brings misfortune. So people shouldn't be around me. I am dangerous because if you're around me, you'll encounter misfortune. Unfortunately, she's correct. She should have not gotten that kid and just not left that institution, I guess, if she was okay in there. Like, I feel bad for her because, like, yeah, you're, like, legit cursed. But, like, everyone you (laughs) touch dies. So, like, you need to, like, go to an island. Absolutely. I definitely understand why she wanted her kid back, right? Because she addressed the issues right. that were making her quote unquote crazy in her, her mind or in her, in her words. I mean, that, that's what they refer to it in, in the yeah, movie. Yeah, that's what she says. They, right? they say crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, I love that she wanted her kid back, but she was right at the beginning. She should not have gotten her kid back because of what happened. Well, and, and, and God, it, this is one of those tricky things where you're like, we know the truth. We know that she is haunted 
basically. But from an outsider's point of view, I, I always like to think of it as like, if I'm this therapist. Oh, yeah. You'd be like, here's some strategies. Think of three <laughs> things that you really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we want you to live a happy life. And then if, I, if right. it was me and then like they got out, and like everyone died in her whole life. I've been like, every now and then, I guess it's true. I don't I would have to like really relive, reevaluate things. <laughs> I it would take a lot for me because I think my if I'm that therapist and they're like everyone around me dies and I'm like there's so many people in the world you could meet new people all the time (laughs) no offense I understand that death is difficult you're gonna have to process it also like the movie definitely like any sort of authority figure looking into the case she looks guilty of child like all of it looks like child abuse I mean technically some of it is but I mean like it's it's They'd still be like, oh, she killed her daughter or whatever. I'm trying to think. I know we've done another episode like this. Oh, it was La Llorona. Yes. Oh, yeah. The worst mom on all of Mexico. <laughs> but the best swimmer. Uh, <laughs> no, where, where they're definitely like, you know, she's struggling. She's a single parent. They've lost the dad and she's struggling with them. But again, outside looking in, you're like, yeah, if you don't believe that she's haunted, this just looks like child abuse. Uh, so we cut to six years in the future where she's getting her daughter's bedroom ready for her to come home. And we cut to her going to pick her up. And she's like so excited that she's like forgetting the key to the car. She's forgetting her camera. I think she's just kind of like flustered. But then we cut to the dash cam looking inside the car. And she's trying to connect with her daughter like, hey, there's a bread store over there. What kind of bread do you like? And she finally is like, "Okay, I like everything. They go home. Uh, she's got a whole new room for her with a little stuffed rabbit. The room is set up really cute. Like, I love the way she yes. decorated the, the room. I loved them with the stuffed rabbit, each talking into one ear. Oh, man. I pointed that, that out to Natalie, so too, because it was adorable. It's like one of those things that, like... It was so sweet. Oh, I loved it so much. <laughs> it was very, very cute. And to the little girl's credit, she's phenomenal in this. She is. Because I feel like she plays it so realistic that like she seems so natural in this movie where you're like that's exactly what a little kid would do like that's a hundred percent and she's so cute and so sweet and you're just like you want her to be okay and then it is like not okay (laughs) until the end but she's asking questions about like why couldn't we be together like why did you give me away is one of the things that she asks and I think that that Ronan's answer is very truthful in a way that she can understand where she says, I was sick and I couldn't look after you the way that you needed. And so now we can be together because I'm better and I'm not scared anymore, which is very like simplistic, but I think is appropriate for Dodo to understand. It's like honest, but also very like, yeah, you know, whenever people are like, how am I supposed to explain this to a kid? I'm like, just think for a second. You can explain most things to kids yeah. somehow. Yeah. Mr. Rogers good, so figure it out. Uh, So (laughs) she puts her to bed, and she's having her write her name. uh, Like, they're drawing before bed, but then she kind of tucks her in. And as she's doing it, something crashes in the house. And she says, wait here, don't go anywhere. And we see, she literally sets the camera down. So we're watching Dodo's expression as she goes to check the rest of the house. And Dodo is, like, looking up, and we hear kind of crashes. And what we see are, like, cockroaches that have broken through the windows and skylights in the house it is so gross it's super gross i don't like bugs and there are so many bugs and also just like millipedes or like huge bugs with like hundreds of legs i was out 
I did not enjoy it. <laughs> okay, so those don't bother me because like those are like caterpillars. Well, the ones in this film, it looked like caterpillars. I don't like bugs either. Cockroaches especially. Oh, yeah. I really hate. Anything that can survive a nuclear blast, I'm not a fan of. I watched a TikTok where they had to pull a cockroach out of a woman's ear. Oh, yeah. Hole. I've seen that. Fucking Florida. Oh, but we cut to the bathroom where she's checking Dodo's eye to make sure that like nothing got in her eye as the like glass shattered. And we see like a broken blood vessel in Dodo's eye. So she finally gets Dodo to sleep and she's talking to the camera and she says she just finally fell asleep. But today she smiled at me. And as she's talking, the power goes out and she goes and checks the light switches. But it's clearly the power is out. This first night at home is what I was saying. This is scarier than the last night of the paranormal activity yes. movie usually is because usually their their whole movies are leading up to like the night the ghost actually haunts them or whatever. It's like a little things every right. night. It's like a Toby secret. He's like, well, I turned the stove to self cleaning while you were asleep. But no, <laughs> but like the first night, I was like, fuck this house. Same well, Mikey. and I feel like on a second watch, there's a lot of things that you realize are connected to the story in the past that we haven't seen yet yeah like the screaming that she's hearing in the elevator is the same kind of screaming that we're hearing in the tunnel later and so she recognizes it i think um but so she's kind of checking around the house she's checking out into the hallway and the hallway lights are blinking in succession almost to try and lead her down the stairs yes oh that got me oh that was free yeah that got me too i was like shut that door i know that door honestly leave and burn the whole building down like why are we even here anymore right well and i think her and dodo being back together again makes the power stronger i think that's what it is yeah where it's like these are two people who were present for the curse they are now back together in the same orbit and so it has more power so like i think that's kind of how it works maybe it seems that way that makes sense i wasn't trying to break it down in the moment because i was so fucking terrified but that makes complete sense thinking about it yeah this is me like hindsight is 2020 i think that's what's happening i mean that's fair but just to let you know what head state i'm in there's a closet behind you and the door to the closet is cracked and i feel like at any moment i'm gonna see something freaky pop out like that's how terrified i still am having watched this no joke 12 hours ago this closet yes that (laughs) closet i know i hate it it's just my sister's wedding shit uh so Anyway, so (laughs) she goes into the kitchen because she can see that the fridge is open, the light inside the fridge is open, and the milk in the fridge is open and dripping all over everything. And she calls out into the house and says, hello. (laughs) And I'm like, don't say hello. If you think there's someone besides you there, fucking run. Yeah, like, what? exactly. Yeah, if someone breaks into your house, the only indication that you should give them that someone was once there in the house is your feet running away from the house. Like, you should not yep. call out to them. Yeah, you should either, you should Michael Winslow a shotgun noise or have a shotgun. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, yeah, and yeah. just leave, honestly. Even if you have a gun, your best option is to leave. But right. when she opened the fridge and it was like, everything was sort of fine, although a little bit disheveled, and the milk was like laying on its side and spilling I was like oh my god the fridge is bleeding (laughs) it's bleeding milk I was like that damn kid went to the fridge in the middle of the night and got milk Dodo I would have gotten you milk just ask Dodo you big Dodo (laughs) so she's running like through the house yeah and she's holding the camera at a terrifying nostril angle. Like, Ugh. where it's just but like. It is like a Blair Witch Project angle. Yeah. Page. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so lactose intolerant. <laughs> I'm so scared. 
Hell yeah. I'm so <laughs> lactose intolerant. Fuck. She she looks out into the hallway because she hears a you know noise, kind of like moaning and stuff coming. Yeah. Then she hears a scream as the elevator opens, and she's like, "Bye." But for a hot second, I was like, "Did she think the ghost took the elevator? It's the ghost." So she runs inside, locks all the doors. Yeah. She runs into Dodo's room. All of her stuff is on the floor, the colored pencils and everything, and they form that symbol on the floor. Yes, I saw that. I was like, oh, I hate this. I hate this so much. And then she sees Dodo in the bed. Dodo's asleep, but then there's an ensuite bathroom in Dodo's room, and she hears the toilet flush. I would have been out of there so fucking Same. fast. Same. Like, so fucking fast. Yeah, like, because that, I mean, yeah, just leave. Why, why are you here? Go shit. Yeah. So then she goes into that bathroom, which I would no. I don't I don't care if it is a toilet malfunction. Like we're gonna fucking leave. Yeah, I'm out. So she goes into that bathroom. The toilet is actively still flushing, which means that like somebody flushed it. It just happened. Yes. It just happened. There's nobody else in the bathroom and she tries to find Dodo and it looks like Dodo has like climbed under the bed and is trying to get out of the room. Dude, when you see her feet and hear her like chuckle, I was like, oh no, this kid is possessed. No. Yes. I was so scared. She she, like looks over the bed and then Dodo's out the door. I was like, oh, I know, Mikey, yeah. when, this is the moment when I realized this was what you were talking about in the first 10 minutes, because I was like, this yeah. is scarier than anything I saw in Paranormal Activity. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Even the Paranormal Activity that had the little girls in it, which for me is one of the scarier ones. I think so, too, yeah. I was like, this is like the climax of a Paranormal Activity movie, and yes. it is happening in the first 10 minutes of this film. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is where this movie starts. <laughs> yes, so she goes through the house. She finds Dodo on this little tiny like triangle patio thing that they have. Yeah. And Dodo is clearly, it looks like she's sleepwalking. Yes. But she's chanting her own name and she has her hair all over her face, full on ring style, just like creepy Ugh. AF. Asian horror really knows how to creep me specifically the fuck out. Like the hair in front of the face. I was like, oh, this looks just like the ring. And then Natalie said, but it scares you, right? And I was like, yeah, I hate it. Yeah. And this is my weird theory on it. I have nothing to back this up. Okay. Having that much hair in your face is uncomfortable. And so most people would sweep it away. And so I think there's something too in your brain. It's unnatural. And that's why it scares you. Because you're like, this person is not here and not conscious because otherwise they would not have the hair on their face. Yeah. This is just my weird personal theory. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it's true or not, but it makes sense to me. I do know that many of their ghosts and like evil spirits are are portrayed that way. Yeah. Both in film and, and other art. So I think there's probably a cultural reason. I'm sure. And they're also commonly wearing all white, which I think is all also white. probably a cultural thing, too, that I just don't understand because I'm not a part of that culture. But it makes it creepy, though. It does. Like, no, it's just before Labor Day. <laughs> well, I do know culturally white is a funeral color. Yes, I have heard that. For which... many Asian countries, yeah. white is a funeral color. So Dodo is sleepwalking, chanting her own name. She walks back to her bedroom and she's chanting the whole time. So Ronan is trying to wake her up, wakes her, or at least it seems like she wakes her. Dodo screams. Ugh. The door closes and then she opens the door back up and in... A span of time that is impossible. Dodo has then moved from standing right in front of the door to standing on the bed under the covers. Oh, it scared the hell out of me, man. I was so terrified by all of this. I hated it. Yes. Uh, Then she like 
pulls the covers off and Dodo is just screaming and she's trying to get her to bed. Yeah. We cut to like we don't see a resolution on this. No. Which, uh, even scarier. I know. Uh, we cut to six years ago and we this is our first time meeting the Ghostbusters, which is Ronan and her two friends from university. Right. They're in a car traveling to what it seems initially is just going to be like a ghost hunt, kind of like a Ganjiam haunted asylum. That was the vibe I was getting too, because it was like people going to like disprove yeah. scary spaces or whatever, you know? Yes, it has that same kind of vibe of like they maybe have a YouTube channel or, or something. Yeah. So they're they're driving and they don't have any signal, but they're filming the whole time with like the little handy cam and then their car hits something and they get out and in the wheel well is like a small statue. The Buddha statue, right? Yes, but it's different from the one we see later. I did get the vibe that it was a mother Buddhist, like a smaller mother Buddha statue. Because they had a yeah, bunch something. of them at one point. And it, it, this one obviously right. is small enough that it can fit inside the wheel well and sort of fuck up the car, which it does. But yeah. Right. So back in the car, now that they've kind of like removed it from the wheel well, they haven't started driving again yet. But they're kind of talking about like, so what does our grand uncle believe? Because this is a family thing. And they're like mother Buddha or something. As they're talking about it, Ronan starts to look really sick and not well, and she's throwing up. And here's what's terrible. My first, I don't know how, I, but like in my brain, I was like six years, she's barfing, morning sickness, this bitch pregnant, like yep. before they even told us what was happening. I thought the same thing, Paige. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because we know she gave birth shortly after this, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. So they continue up the mountain. Well, you know about Ghostbusters. I don't know why, but whenever you guys say that, I always have to play the saxophone part. I don't know why. I love it. So they go up the mountain and they pass a guy making the hand signal, the the backwards. Which I can't do. I tried. I can't do it either. Anyway, so they pass a guy doing the hand signal. Yeah. And then they meet at the gate their granduncle who's just like hey now is it their actual great uncle or is it like a cultural thing okay no this is their family oh so they grew up in a cult yes and no so i'll i'll burn some cultural fun facts here i guess i did sort of wonder that too because i think if i saw this in america like if this was in waco texas i'd be like oh that they're a cult right but because of where it's located i don't know so they did not grow up there Okay, they didn't grow up there. But it does seem like their version of, like, Waco, Texas. Not quite. I don't know enough to know that, though, you know? Isolated compound of, like, a really specific religious sect. Okay, so it's not an isolated compound. Technically, anyone can go there. So, okay, so some context. The two brothers, Dom and Yuan, grew up in the city. The religion that they are going to practice with their uncle is it has traveled across a couple different like areas and regions and exists in the region in which this portion of their family lives now they did not grow up with it this is their first encounter with it so they've never done it before they heard that their uncle was into some weird shit and he is and so they chose to go there to film it for their thing Man, I don't like any of my friends this much. Like, I would never... Like, if Mikey was like, hey, 
my uncle's into some like weird like occult shit do you want to go check it out i'd be like nope nope i do not Mm -mm. and what it seems to me because it is their family this is like their ancestral home yeah essentially so it would be like going to a family reunion right kind of and this is also where i kind of formed in my brain the idea of like had they not entered the tunnel had they not disrupted things life would have continued pretty normal yeah i mean had they not fucked with the evil deity they would have been fine yeah absolutely Paige. i mean i i would imagine because this place isn't i mean it may not be like open to the public quote unquote but it didn't seem like it was super difficult for them to get in that people do come and hang out there and like celebrate or you know whatever they had a wall like in a gate and stuff They, they had a gate but it was more just like this is for family members. Yeah. So it's like all the people there, they are related to. This is their family. They they explain later that it is a, uh, not benign. What is the word for evil? It is malevolent. It is a malevolent deity. However, and th- this is part of what I learned on that Reddit thread. Oh, okay. There's a lot of s- symbolism around the tunnel and the offerings and the things in and near the tunnel that are meant to contain, confuse, and repel evil energies the mirrors and stuff but they were going to sacrifice that one girl to the deity that girl lives yeah well yeah because they kicked open the tunnel not because they kicked open the tunnel so they are pulling parts from people and they in theory probably have killed people we don't know for sure but that's probably why they identify her being pregnant and that she has to bring the child back so that child would be the new child so to me that sounds very evilish bad culty things i don't think Paige is saying it's not evil (laughs) i'm not saying it's not evil what i'm saying is had they not gone or had she turned around and gone home and like not participated with them i don't think that it would have been anything other than that was fucking weird right let's go home yeah well yeah like if i was like hey guys my uncle's like really into like demon worship they're having a service tonight let's go they have like lamb's blood in a pentagram like we're gonna sacrifice a small child and then we like went in there and like fucked it all up i mean i i don't think they were gonna sacrifice that little girl that night they were cutting body parts off that child so i'm gonna go ahead and say they had previously cut a body part off of her her ear her ear we don't know what was supposed to happen to her in front of that temple because they interfered because that girl does live. That's the same girl that lives through that night. Yeah, I know. But I think she lives because they interfered. Maybe. We don't know. Like, yeah. th- that's the thing. It's like, because they fucked shit up, we don't know what they were supposed to see or experience or how many lasting effects would have happened because of what happened because they fuck everything up. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, even if she was going to get another ear cut off, it's not good. It's not good. But also, we don't even know if they were supposed to know about the ear getting cut off. We only even find out about that because, like, Ronan ends up talking to that girl and going into the space with that girl. If Ronan wasn't there, they might not have even been there for what happens to the girl. They might have been none the wiser. That's not that it's good, but I'm just saying that like that knowledge has a com- a very different idea of how the rest of the story moves forward. Yeah. If they had not interfered at all, there's a strong chance that Ronan would have had the baby. They would have been, they probably would have never gone back. It, they would have just gone on with their lives. Yeah. Potentially. I mean, if I was this person, this mom, I would have been like, fuck you, Mother Buddha. We destroyed your cult. 
you're gonna fuck me up, but like, guess what? No one else. She didn't destroy the cult. No, she didn't. The cult's fine. The cult wins at the end. I mean, maybe not the cult, but the yeah. mother deity, the mother Buddha, the mother deity. Yeah. But there's no one else worshiping her. No, no, no. Breaking the mirrors releases her from the tunnel. Oh, uh, well, there you go. Oh, then everyone's fucked. <laughs> yeah, that that that's the whole point of the end of the movie. That's why she had the chanting and everything, and that's why they show the face. Because the idea is by sharing the curse, the wider you share the curse, the more you lessen its effects. Right. Once you have encountered the deity. If you don't encounter it face to face, you don't receive the curse, if that makes sense. Gotcha. But if you go into the tunnel, if you see it, if you encounter it, then you've got the curse. But the more people you share it with, the more it dilutes the effects. So by making a movie where we all have to see it, now everyone who sees it shares in the curse. So that means everyone has fewer effects. What year was this made? It came out this year. It was probably made last year, I guess. 2020? Yeah, probably. No, 2021. 2021. Yeah. I'm saying, I think Mother Buddha got out in 2020. I mean, maybe. But like the more people who, who see it, allegedly, it's like lessening the curse. So that's why she makes the movie is to effectively curse everyone. Because what they cut to, I mean, we'll get to it at the end but like anyway so they find the the statue in the wheel well they get up to the compound they meet the grand uncle who immediately is just like why the fuck do you have a camera yeah (laughs) we're gonna kill a kid up here what are you doing but also they notice ronan in the car and they're like um hey this was a family thing you're no one's supposed to come this drove me crazy Paige, because the grand uncle was like you should have asked i would have told you not to let them come and then that guy goes how was I supposed to know that he didn't want you guys here? Fucking ask! Like, that is what he said. Like, I don't know. It just That drove me insane. I think they were going to do it anyway. I would be livid, though, Mikey, if, like, you invited me to go to the beach with your family, and then when we got to the beach, your mom was like, I don't want any guests here. Yeah. I would be livid with you. I'd be really angry with you. I mean, and, and here's the thing. It's like, there can be private things that are not necessarily evil. So, like, check with people. Oh, that's also a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so like there are like sorority rituals and stuff I have that are only for people who have been in. Yeah, yeah. It's like a part of your cult or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Uh, So like (laughs) if I was going to do that and somebody just brought a random person, I'd be like, get the fuck out. (laughs) Like, sorry. Like, I don't know what was unclear to you about what we were doing here this evening, but like, bye. I've heard that before. (laughs) <laughs> but this so this jump scare got me this one right here where Ronan turns and the old lady's like at the window because it's happened to be twice in Los Angeles and I nearly jumped out of my skin both times <laughs> good lord anyway the uncle very much is like hey can you drive like you can come back after we're finished just like drive back down the hill we'll see you in a few hours like whatever and she says well I've never driven by myself uh, I'm, I'm not comfortable driving this car and then she notices that the old woman is still staring and they go to talk to the old woman kind of off to the side and they come back and the old woman climbs through the driver's side window to grab her hand and reads on her palm. So at this point, I think the old woman has somehow intuited, divined uh, that she is pregnant and that's like, and it's a family baby because it's Dom's baby, which means that it takes part in the ritual. Yeah. So that's why she lets her stay. So we come back or we cut back to they're introducing her to everyone kind of as they go around. The uncle says, I haven't seen you since you were very little. So they don't even know people. So like 
everyone's getting introduced to everyone, but no one is friendly. No one is kind. And he clearly doesn't want them filming, but they keep secretly filming. Yeah. And the interpretation for that I kind of had, but also that was the same on kind of the message boards that I read, is that they are either atheists or just don't believe in ghosts. So to them, they're like, it's not real, so it doesn't matter. Uh, and so they're filming and, and doing whatever. Instead of taking what I would say is the more nuanced Todd approach of even if I don't believe in it, fuck that. I'm not I'm not going to mess with That's it. That's where I came down with all of this was like, yes, this is not what I prescribe to, but I'm not kicking that tunnel door. Hell no. no, I'm not going anywhere near that shit. And also the tunnel had like it took a hike to get to the tunnel. I'm like, not only do I not like hikes, <laughs> but secondly, if you're like, hey, don't hike down this path. There's evil shit there. I'm going to be like, no worries. I, I also don't go down into storm drains. Yeah. And they're not even evil. They just collect rainwater. I mean, I don't know about that, <laughs> but they could be evil. And then like if someone was like that tunnel is evil, we sealed it. There's a deity in there. We've trapped with mirrors and teeth and shit i'd be like oh i'm not going in there so here's what's interesting in reading some of the posts about it um, because a few people posted that they were from taiwan had grown up in taiwan but did were not taoist or buddhist uh one in particular was like i'm christian i grew up christian but even i know to stay away from this because a lot of the offerings and things that are out in front of the tunnel door are i guess traditional for what they call ghost festivals uh and so they they basically said culturally even though they are from the city those two boys the two sons should have known that the tunnel was evil and should not me have messed with it everything around it is like do not mess with this tunnel yeah and they still did it yeah i mean not you guys know how i feel about all religion sort of in general so like I don't believe in any of that shit, but like, I still wouldn't fuck with this. Like it's, there's no yeah. point. You never know when an evil spirit is going to put maggots in your shit. So Absolutely. like, just don't kick doors down and fully that, but also like the people around you do believe that. So like, why shit on what they believe? Yeah. And it's a dick move. Be respectful. Yeah. 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 That's like, that's like what I'm saying. Yeah. What they, what they believe has nothing to do with me. Yeah. No, have fun with your pig head. Uh, I'll be over here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, Don't take my ear, but I'm out. Yeah, exactly. And, but again, that's why when they're like, hey, this is a family thing, I would have been like, my bad. I'm so sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll be back later. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry. My douche friend who's also in your family and you should talk to didn't bother asking you and told me it was okay. Now that I know it's not okay, I'm going to leave. I'm fine to leave. Yeah. 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 I would leave for a lot less. If you were just like, hey, we need to have a serious talk and it's kind of a family thing, I would have been like, cool, I'm going to find a Froyo place, but I'll be back later. <laughs> like, Yeah, I'm sure there's a Starbucks somewhere around here. Like, yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Where I can sit in my car and like slurp on a Frappuccino while someone describes grizzly murders to me. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> just, I'll go to Jack in the Box. It'll be great. Yeah. Uh, so we cut back to present day where we learn that like, and th there's the, this is one of the only scenes like this. We learn that Ronan is a makeup professional, a makeup artist. Yeah. And she goes to unpack her kit and it's full of maggots. Yeah. And there's like a giant one on her shirt, which is super gross. And like, and then she squishes it and it's all green. Ugh. Ugh. I, I feel like, were they maggots or like caterpillar-like things? They're I, like caterpillars, but I think they're kind of supposed to be maggots. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they were other than gross, and I didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah, I'm out. Well, you know, one very uh, nefarious bug is a, a weevil, because 
evil's in the name. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you're always supposed to choose the lesser of two oh, evils. We've all seen Master and Commander there, Todd. <laughs> calling you out. I do love that movie. I love that movie, too. It's, it's a slow burn, though. So she gets a call that her daughter hurt someone. It looks like she bit someone at school and then won't come out from under the table. And so she goes to the school. She apologized to the other parent and she's trying to drive Dodo home and she's getting phone calls from like the foster guy and her social worker because they've all been alerted that Dodo is having problems at school. Hey, this is Daddy from the foster home. I heard you guys were having some trouble. If you just want to give Daddy a call back, let me know. Hey, it's me, Daddy. I feel like Mikey's had almost that exact conversation with somebody. I hate you. (laughs) So she gets home and she's asking Dodo, like, why did you bite? Like, what what is happening? And Dodo basically says, I got bullied. They said I was crazy. She's like, all I do is stare at the ceiling and talk to it. (laughs) Who would have thought that'd be weird? So they get home. And we're kind of hearing the voicemails and one's from her boss that's like, hey, the client had to do her own makeup. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But so she's pacing the house. Yeah. And she's kind of chanting to herself, like, no need to worry. I have long recovered. Deliver me from evil. And she's chanting the incantation from the temple. Yeah. Super creepy. But she hears Dodo calling for her. And this is one of the first times that we hear Dodo talk about a faceless baddie. Yeah. And that she's trying to get her down from the ceiling. I hated this so much. And and she's like invisible and you know trying to get her down mm. and lead her out by the hand. But we cut to the kindergarten the next day. Yeah. And she's talking with Dodo's teacher. And Dodo's teacher is like, she's very distracted in class. She's not you know bothering any other students or anything but she stares at the ceiling and talks to herself and talks about seeing faceless baddies like so thank you for coming to talk to me but like something's up basically yeah so we see her set up a camera in the stuffed bunny that she got dodo and then she also has her own camera but as she's setting up the camera her nose starts to bleed yeah we cut back to what looks like phone video because it kind of cuts between like phone camcord or whatever Mm-hmm. phone video of dodo playing at kindergarten and she runs into a stairwell and then suddenly stops and then it replays the footage and we see that an arm reaches out for her like a bloody sore arm i mean i saw it before they actually replayed it in slow motion and it scared the shit out of me and mm-hmm. then like when they replay it again it's less scary but like it just amps up the oh no fuck, it's like what is happening it's like lifted from signs yes. it's like that oh. moment in signs where i was like it's real i know it's so scary man i hated this movie so much I was Joaquin Phoenix in my living room when this when this yeah, scene right? I was like, Ugh! I also watched this with tinfoil on my head. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is a perfect example of the movie being too dark for me because I did not see it the first time. I only saw it. Oh, on the did replay. you not see it the first time? I, I was did like, not Fuck! see it the first time. I couldn't see. It. I was just like, what's in the shadows? Like, there's something there, but I can't see what it is. And then on the replay, I saw what it was. Oh, I saw that arm, and I was like, I did not like it. So she comes home and Ronan's kind of talking to Dodo and she's like, hey, I don't know why you're covering the faces of all these dolls. And she's like, well, I don't want them to see the baddie. And she's like, "Okay, well, I used to see baddies, too. um, But here's something that I I use to kind of cope with these anxieties. Like and she uses the bunnies to kind of talk to each other. Like if you're feeling scared, think about your three favorite things. And so she's like, I like pineapple bunny and woof woof, which is the dog that she really liked at the foster home. This little girl is so cute, too, because she's like barking like oh. the dog. Like She doesn't say dog. She barks. It's so cute. 
It's so cute. Um, but this is where she asks, Mom, did you throw me away because you were scared of monsters too? Oh. And she says, I'm not scared anymore. So as she gets up from saying goodnight to her, she turns with the camera and we just see a dark hallway. Then we cut back to them secretly filming the ritual yeah. six years ago. And they all write down their names and pray. And the people at the ritual are like, you have to return every 10 years. So this is also where I was like, I think they asked to go to this. And if they hadn't asked, they wouldn't have been involved. Does that make sense? I think the family members are sort of always invited, if that makes sense. But you choose whether or not you're going to go. Right. And also, you're not supposed to bring people with you, right? And, or right, cameras, right, right. right? I think they break multiple rules. At least, yeah. Um, I, th I thought it was the guy who is not the actual father. So there are two guys mm -hmm. there, right? The one that's not Yuan. the actual father. Yeah, Yuan. Was the one who was the family member. And he wasn't supposed to bring people with him, but he did. And he also wasn't supposed to bring cameras with him, but he did. I think they're brothers. Oh, okay. That could be too. He's just the more, I think it was his idea, if that makes sense. He was very excited about it. He was like super sure that like Ghostbusters YouTube was going to blow up and they were going to become the next biggest thing. But like Ghostbusters already exist and there's no way you're winning that SEO battle. So like. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you look at the second carving, Bustin makes you feel good. <laughs> yeah, because it's just a picture of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just have a team called Bust That Makes You Feel Good. I feel like they would get a lot of traffic, but not the kind of people who like cares about Bustin it. Bustin makes you feel ghosts. <laughs> Bustin makes you see ghosts, Paige. So they they basically secretly film part of the ritual, and we find out that they do this prayer part initially, and then there's a second part later in the night. It's all creepy. I think we've we've really understated how creepy all of this looks. Yes. We cut to them basically in the room where they're all staying and uh, they've had dinner prepared by the family and uh, they're all eating. It's very clear that Ronan is uncomfortable because within the ritual, the old woman basically was like, write your name. And then once you have your baby, you need to bring your baby back to us. Yeah. And it's clear that either Ronan didn't know she was pregnant yet or maybe she did but hadn't told Dom. And so she's like, how does this woman know? That was the vibe I got because both Dom and Ronan are not eating. Uh, so I feel right. like she was like, oh, fuck, I just found out that I'm pregnant. I haven't even told Dom. And Dom's over there like, holy shit, I'm going to be a dad. And then Yuan is like, hey, this is great food. <laughs> Yuan's an asshole. I know. He's not a great dude. But that old lady was just like, listen, when you have the baby, we want you to bring your baby back, baby, back, baby, back, baby, back, baby, back, baby, back, baby, back. We want your baby back. It's not actually blood later. It's part So Yuan is kind of making fun of her for being pregnant and and for and dom because i think he has assumed dom is the father because he's a dick yeah he i mean i'm sure he knows that they're dating right or like you know sexually yeah. active or whatever but like and maybe Paige, correct me if i'm wrong i don't really feel like pregnant women love when you joke about them being pregnant no uh also depends on the joke <laughs> no i love how mikey's like it's never worked before but he sees a pregnant lady he's like i'm gonna roll with this joke well <laughs> and also she's she's at a point in her pregnancy clearly where it's not visibly pregnant right like she is probably newly found out yeah and that is a very scary tenuous time, time yeah. and a scary time for a lot of reasons even if it is a planned wanted baby right. um most times people don't tell people uh, outside of like immediate right. family until yeah. second trimester yeah because many of your miscarriages happen in that first trimester so yeah. like you know it's 
so that's a lot of times why when you most of the time, I think in my experience, when I found out that a friend or somebody was going to have a baby, uh, they were like four months along because <laughs> like, yeah, they've known for a while. They're just not comfortable telling people. So I think it's that in, in that it's really very early. And so they maybe have not decided what they're going to do yet. That's another thing, too, because like, you know, with family planning, we don't know. Uh, if this was a planned pregnancy, it seems like it wasn't. Yeah, I and so they it have some too. decisions to make in their relationship, I think. And so I think having him just be like, ha ha, you're pregnant. I would be slapping the teeth out of his mouth. Yeah. So, well, I mean, he does lose his teeth later on. So maybe he, she did slap the teeth out of his mouth. We just don't see it. And that's what loosened them up. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of peek out of their room because they were kind of locked in the room, but they kind of peek out. And they see that the little girl that they've kind of seen around is over participating in a different kind of ritual. And she spots the camera and walks over to them. And they're like, oh, ah, shit. Like, we weren't supposed to be filming. And she says, do you want to go somewhere fun? And so she grabs their hand and leads them away. And I'm like, I wouldn't go anywhere with this child. <laughs> the only answer to that question is, no, I do not. And then leaving. None of this has been fun. Yeah. yeah. Hey, do you want to yeah. go with me to a creepier second location? No. No, I don't. No, never follow a hippie to a second location. <laughs> now you're just quoting more 30 Rocket Me and I'm here for it. You know what? Sometimes <laughs> it makes sense. So they follow her and they ask as they walk past the entrance to the, like, the hike to the tunnel. They're like, what about there? And she's like, you can't go in there. No one should go in there. Which I'm like, if the creepy child tells you not to go somewhere, definitely don't go to that place. She's like, we're not going in there. We're going to my creepy shack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With blood on the ceiling. We're going to my artisanal cheese restaurant. <laughs> now, Paige, if a creepy girl told me to go to an artisanal cheese restaurant, I probably would die in that artisanal cheese restaurant. You can backbend and crab walk all you want if you've got burrata. Let's do this. Hey, do you want to crab? You want to crab walk that charcuterie plate out to me? That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Just like sitting on the stomach. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I was picturing. <laughs> you show me a woman who can backbend and crab walk. I'm going to show her some new positions. I feel like she already knows all the positions. Mikey, she's going to show you <laughs> yeah. the positions. Yeah, Mr. Vanilla, I'm pretty sure she's got the <laughs> positions down. You're going to have to stretch first. I'm going to show her some new positions. We're going to do some missionary to bring her back to God. <laughs> oh, no. wow. Oh, wow. I don't like this at all. I'm going to fuck the <laughs> demon out of you. Yeah, that's missionary style. And she's just like, uh, instead of focusing on fucking the demon out of me, why don't you just try to fuck the cum out of me? <laughs> My demon is up here. Look at my eyes. <laughs> oh, baby, you know I love your red eyes. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, she doesn't let the boys through. She she takes Ronan in alone back into like the ceremony room from before. Yeah. And then she just like nopes out under a tablecloth table. Like and she like she goes like away. climbs under the fireplace. Ugh. Let me show you my frogs. They eat humans. Oh, I was worried that it was going to be one of those Suriname toads where the babies pop out of its back because somebody had said holes. Fuck. And I was like, is this going to be the holes? And it was not. Um, but she makes her feed a piece of hair to the frogs. Yeah. But also, this is where we see like the mural on the ceiling bleeding. And the tapestry seems to suggest that it's that time of the month for Mo Mother Buddha. <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe if they just gotten her some chocolate and some romance novels instead of kicking down the door to her home. Yeah, what they should have done 
is left like some Hershey's natural chocolate bars in front with like a bunch of like books uh-huh. from the ripped bodice and it would have been fine. Maybe like like a pillow filled with rice with lavender oil mm-hmm. that you heated up mm-hmm. in the microwave. Some bath bombs, you know, yeah. or like the traditional uh, little girl's ear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, everyone's different. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fair, honestly. Every period haver is different. Let's let's put it that way. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some people have them naturally. Some people have them on their ceiling. Like it's it's different for every deity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's different for for everybody. So uh, the <laughs> dripping of the blood looks like the gross holes from later. It does. Yes. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Anyway, uh, she feeds the toads those hair. Meanwhile, the Ghostbusters are outside carving dicks into sacred parts of their family's thing. I hate them. It's a it's a culturally universal concept <laughs> of carving dicks into shit. I did think. <laughs> OK, so like Mikey. I did think that was funny. Like, I do think if we saw an Americanized version of this movie, that bit would be the exact Stay same. Stay the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because like both cultures, dicks are funny. Dicks are funny. <laughs> Have you ever seen a dick? Please. Hear me out, though. The American version of this is a mix of Last Exorcism and the first season of True Detective. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, I could see some Carcosa up in this for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Where like, that's who the deity is and you have to go to like the deep swamp south yeah to like go to like a family thing and that's where it happens i also think and i don't think you were saying they need to remake this in an american version i don't think you need to do that because this is already fucking terrifying but yeah no i agree like where you would do it in america would be like the deep south carcosa ish from right, true right, uh, right. detective or they would just do americans going over to taiwan yeah because i could definitely see americans kicking open the tunnel like an idiot yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. they would just send sarah michelle geller right over there anyway so we cut back to the ceremony room and this is where she notices that the little girl's ear is partially missing yeah and this is where she says it was chosen by the gods they took it to bless everyone and as she's talking about it, all of the little statues on the altars turn. Hated it. And the little girl starts chanting. And as she does, somebody bursts into the room from the like clan and is like, hey, you can't be here. Like, what are you doing here? We cut to Dodo's birthday, present day, yeah. where she gets like a pineapple cake. She goes and sees a puppy. And she does eventually buy her that puppy, but then leaves it at the foster home. And I was like, this is what that's not part of it. You think they're just going to care for this puppy? I, like, what's happening? I honestly asked that question aloud. I was like, are they going to just take the puppy? Like, is that something a foster home would do? And I don't know. I mean, that guy who runs the foster home seems like a really nice guy. But I bet. Well, he's dead. Well, at this point, he's not dead. At this point, he's still. The no, foster not home. at this point. But no, when she drops the puppy off, he is long dead. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, who's taking care of that puppy? All kinds of bad decisions <laughs> yeah. are made in this movie. <laughs> it's like when that puppy shows up in that stocking in that Christmas movie we watched for oh, uh, yeah. Romancing the Pod yeah. the night before Christmas. <laughs> anyway, so we cut to Dodo has the camera and she's filming for her birthday. So it's apparently it's still her birthday and her mom let her take the camera. I thought that was cute and it was a little shaky because it's like and it's like a lower perspective because it's her. I thought it was cute. Right. It is cute, but this is also fucking terrifying because there's someone there to do like a home visit, which, you know, it's I I think like another social worker. And so she lets Dodo take the camera and Dodo goes up to this like roof patio that they have. Oh, my God. And she goes up there and she's talking to someone we can't see, but follows them up the stairs and they direct her to basically jump 
off the edge of the roof, grab a knife and come back onto the side of the roof. Now, I read a bunch of interviews and stuff. The knife is just to open that door. Like, oh. I don't know, man. This whole thing terrified me because like, it's setting up that like she's talking to somebody. You hear her talking to somebody. You don't hear anyone talking right. back, but she clearly can hear somebody. Right. And so she's walking up the stairs, walks to the balcony, puts the camera down, walks to the, the edge, gets a like stool to stand on. And then she's sitting on the edge. And I was like, OK, we're like 40 minutes into the movie. There's plenty of movie left. There's no way they're going to kill the girl right now. And it's the second right. I was having that thought, she's like, OK, and jumps off i was like what is happening and i lost it i i I was so freaked out by that and then she comes back i was like who is she captain spears like how was she able to go (laughs) and then come back that's nuts but whatever it was clearly supernatural help right yeah oh 100 percent. and so so she has the knife she walks toward the camera uh she picks up the camera and goes around the corner to open up like a little gate Thing. Right. This whole part just terrified me. Yeah. In a different way. Like, a, I didn't want that girl to get hurt. Right? Oh, yeah, of course. So she opens the door and there's red light in there, much like the altars and things that we've seen in the flashback footage. Yeah. Is that the mom's storage area? Where she puts the Buddhist statues? It's it's the mom's area where she has kind of set up an altar in hopes that she can help ward off the evil that she thinks that she has. It's like her kind of atoning for disrupting. She's kind of gotcha. like maintained an altar there. And then she goes in there and watches the video, the full right. ring yes. video. Well, because she still has the camera that Yuan was holding, right? Right. Why didn't she just break the camera or destroy it i mean the camera's already broken like the lens is broken but you could still watch stuff on it yeah i also think that the camera is haunted and shows people what it wants to show people because like that could be the other guy has to like repair the footage but then she has no problem watching it so i think the camera is also supernatural as well so allegedly from what we see of everyone else watching the camera when you finish the video you're supposed to self-harm to the point of death Yes. Specifically, mm. self-harm your face. Ugh. Everyone's faces get removed, which I think is a, a kind of callback to like what we will find out at the end. The deity's face looks like. Oh, I didn't think about that, but I think you're absolutely right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, she gets interrupted before she finishes the video, and so now Ronan freaks out because she's like, "Oh my god! Like I know what's on this video. This is not great." And after not completing the video, uh, Dodo is paralyzed. And they're they're saying that it's psychosomatic because they can't find a reason for her to be paralyzed. But she basically is largely immobile after that point. She has to kind of be carried or or pushed around for the rest of the movie. Yeah. So she's at home. Uh, they've, they've gotten her home from the hospital. And the social workers come to visit. Um, which, of course, your, your daughter suddenly being paralyzed, like doesn't look good no for you absolutely not that's why i want like and there's other stuff that like we know it's not the mom we know it's not ronan but like i from the outside looking in not knowing the supernatural shit's happening you'd be like you got to remove that child from that mother's care because she's like having some really bad like outcomes yeah well and the guy from the foster home gives her like a little red envelope and ronan freaks the fuck out yeah. Uh, and throws it away and is like, I didn't ask for this. Why did you give me this? And it's essentially it's her name written on like a script, like from one of the temples. Now we cut to there was a social worker in that scene. We cut to that same social worker filmed on an iPhone 
at like a glass blowing demonstration where she pulls one of the rods out of the furnace and just shoves oh, it into her face. This freaked me out. It was because you and see it, it cuts away so you don't. See. Well, I mean, you see it go in her mouth. Oh, oh she yeah, didn't get it. I mean, if by it you mean a metal rod that is being forced into her throat, yeah. Well, and with the glass uh, at the end of it, it's going to be so hot that it is going to instantly kill her. Yeah, it would. It yeah. would burn through her skull. Like, oh, it's like molten liquid metal. She truly was a glass blower. <laughs> Gross. It is terrifying. I hated it. But Paige, I think you're about to make the point that like it does sort of obscure her once you see it in her mouth. So you don't see the aftermath, which I was very grateful for. You you don't, but you hear people scream as they watch it, which is like, oh, it's horrifying. Oh, and I I will say one of the because there's a handful of videos like this in the movie. Very effective. um, Where you but you see people almost in like a catatonic state move through a video and then participate in self-harm yeah yeah uh and it's for me it's the double whammy of someone looking not present like they are not fully with us on this plane of existence and then brutally self-harming yeah like that really got to me in this movie i was like yeah i did not like it i did not like it either so we cut back to the the Chen compound six years in the past and they've now locked them in where those bedrooms are. And instead of just like staying there till the next morning, because I'm pretty sure the family is like, we're going to fucking lock you in and then tomorrow you leave. We just have to go finish our ritual shit. Yeah. But instead they break the door open and for kind of a good reason this time, I think they have their own reasons. Like I think you still an asshole who wants to film stuff, but I think the reason that Ronan goes along with it is she's worried about that girl and she wants to try and like get her and take her with them. Yeah. So they start to make their way up toward the tunnel and Ronan is barfing again. She's like not feeling good. They head up toward the tunnel and at this point Dom asks her, you know, are you pregnant? Like, is it true? And she basically is like, yes. And he says, well, please name her Chen Dodo. So Chen would be the last name, Dodo is the first name. Yeah. So they hear movement. So they turn all their flashlights off. They hear a scream from the top of the hill and chanting. Uh, but then they also hear like a horn and they're carrying like a small statue on like a stretcher kind of thing. Yeah. So the camera shuts off. We cut to a series of brain scans. Uh, that's Dodo's brain where they can't figure out why she's paralyzed But there's also someone talking with Ronan that's like, hey, are you, how are you dealing with this? You seem like you're in a bad mental health place. Are you worried about not being forgiven or forgiving yourself? Or are you worried that you can't help Dota with her paralysis? Or are you worried that you will, you know, essentially not be in a good place of mental wellness again because of this? But then we cut through a series of things that Ronan is seeing around the house, like the meat wiggling and she picks it up and it's like all maggots. God. And then there's just like the too many teeth in the mouth. Ma- it's just like all of it. And we cut to she is having her custody rights revoked. Yeah. And she doesn't want to sign for it. I like the woman's like, this is really just a formality. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're taking. Yeah. Her. Like yeah. the court's already decided you don't necessarily have to sign it, but like the, you don't have a say in this at all. Right. Yeah. So we cut to the hospital. She steals Dodo out of the hospital and um, 
she does this thing where she kind of like hides her in the car and then she's hiding from like the CPS people. Yeah. And the foster guy recognizes the car because he was the one who kind of put her in the car when she left the foster home. Yeah. And he sees that Dodo is there. Yeah. She's just like laying under a blanket. Yeah. So he gets in the car and he's kind of talking with her like, hey, are you okay? Like, let's go back to my place. And and she's like, yeah, of course. And she's like, but then we'd have to leave mom. And he's like, is your mom okay? Like, do you like your mom? Like, he's just kind of, I think he's trying to ascertain if she's being abused yeah using yeah. like a trauma-informed way way of being like mm. and also like the child doesn't give any like clear answers of like he no. shouldn't turn her in her answers are pretty much like i still love my mom but yeah she is talking to people and hurting me and i'd be like and bad things are happening yeah 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 well and you can love your mom and they can still be abusive oh yeah yes you naturally love your parent yeah, yeah. She, she's always gonna say i love but i love my mom and i'm like Yes, but you have like bike marks on you and stuff. I mean, like you have to, <laughs> yeah. you have to investigate. Absolutely, right. So uh, he notices Ronan coming to the car with bags and a suitcase, and he has a momentary decision to make: of like, do I help her? Do I turn her in? And in this in this moment, he chooses to help her escape, which, with the information he has, is the wrong decision. Yes, and I think he does 100%. it because he's like, "Well, I care about Dodo, and at least if I'm here, I can keep her safe." Yes, that's why I think he makes that decision too. I think so too, but I do think it's the wrong decision it, with the information he has. Like, we have more information; we know about the ghosts. He doesn't. With the information he has, I I do agree. I think this was the wrong decision. Although even with the information he doesn't have, they both die sort of at the end of this right. movie so yeah. like it's still a wrong decision yeah. for him yeah but also just like a true dad he abandoned them very quickly <laughs> <laughs> he's like uh, i gotta go get cigarettes i'll see you uh, later <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's like oh it's getting really scary here i'm gonna go we're gonna take a flight to the mainland is he going to mainland <laughs> china uh, uh no we'll talk about it in in a bit because it did did he go anywhere? We'll talk about it. You think oh, he just made it up? No. <laughs> you just abandoned him? I feel like a true dad. <laughs> uh it's it's we we reveal at the end of the movie that's her footage, not his footage. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So uh they we cut back to six years in the past and they make it to the entrance of the tunnel and this is where they see the little girl in front of the tunnel with everything written on her but also offerings like a goat and a pig head and mirrors and all of it yeah and ronan is like she needs a doctor like let's just grab her and go to the fucking doctor like the, we don't need no other decisions need to be made like right. the, this is what we should do but Yuan is a fucking asshole. And so he's like, well, while we're up here at the tunnel and kicks the door. Open, oh, my God. Yeah. It had a door handle. It did. He could have opened it. But also, fuck that. There's a child in yes. danger. Fucking run. Like, what are we I doing mean, here? Yes, of course that, too. But like, why also go the extra step of breaking down the door that you could just open? Yes. Well, she even voices it like. Are you really going to leave me out here with this obviously sick child? And they're like, yes. Because busting makes me feel good. So the, it made me so angry to the point where I was like, they deserved everything they got. I was just yeah. like, this is on you. So and, and from inside, they hear a baby crying. And Ronan is like, so it's, it sounds like there might be more children in there. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll go in and definitely check for that. They're not going to check for children. No. They're just going to do Ghostbuster shit. Yeah. So she stays outside to take care of the little girl, which is also 
also there's a part of me that's like girl you didn't break the tunnel like take the little girl and run and I think you're in the clear you know yeah maybe I don't know I mean I, I don't know either because we don't know the extent of the deities like powers and what they're willing to do or whatever but like right that's what I would have done get the fuck out of there yeah I would head for the car immediately yeah yeah so they go into the tunnel She's trying to check on the girl, but she's feeling increasingly worse and worse and worse. And it appears her pregnancy may be in distress. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Because she is bleeding all down her jeans. It looks as if maybe she is miscarrying, potentially. Okay. Yeah. However, we know that Dodo gets born. So, like, maybe not. Maybe this is just an effect of being near the, you know, tunnel or whatever. Sure. But it's traumatic and there it's urgent and... This these dudes are just fucking off in the tunnel looking for ghosts. So I do sort of think once they're in the tunnel, they're fucked. They're never getting out. So like once they go yeah. in, I'm not sure how much they have even the ability to leave. But I mean, don't go in altogether. Like, why are you doing that? I think mm -hmm. there is a level to where you could have gone in the tunnel and then come back out and been okay. Sure. That's fair too. I, as we'll see later, it's like they go through multiple sets of doors and mirrors and other doors, which is really unclear yeah. and shot really dark. But like, you know, it seems like there's multiple steps for them to go to, to get to the statue where things get really bad, you know? Yeah. Anyway, uh, we cut to moments later. Yuan comes running out of the tunnel screaming and he takes off down the hill. Yeah. And she is stuck at the top of the hill because she is in such medical distress at this point that she cannot easily move, although she will get up and kind of follow him. Yeah. But also she's got the girl with her. Uh, so she grabs the camera that he dropped and we cut to a shot of people pulling a body out of the tunnel while she watches and it is Dom and his face is gone. Yeah. And as they're pulling him out of the tunnel, they slap her across the face. Right? Rude. I mean, she's already having a hard enough time, guys. Why do you got to add insult um, to injury? Because like people are dead and they're all going to die. Yeah, people are dead. They're all going to die. Yuan is dead at that point, I assume. Yeah. Dom is dead. She's the only one left for them to like blame for like, why the fuck were you even up here? You weren't even supposed to be here. Right. Like the this sequence after I think I think it happens later on in the movie, but like the uh, aftermath it's, it's of this few minutes is just oh, terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. It's rough. It's real bad. Uh so the little girl is screaming and, and crying, but like brings her like a jug of something to drink and so we're seeing all this on like other cameras but she starts to film her walk down from the tunnel yeah uh, which is empty and we keep hearing someone in the distance screaming don't ask don't ask and she's like oh it's you on yeah and as she kind of turns through one of the rooms looking for him because all the houses and everything look empty she sees bloody bones tons of maggots she keeps hearing someone yelling don't ask. She sees someone in a doorway, but then they duck away. The camera goes dark and comes back. And it looks as if they have burned someone alive. I thought it was his body. For a sacrifice. I think it's Dom's body. Yeah, yeah I think it's yeah. Dom's body, too. It's not Yuan, because yeah. we see what happens to Yuan's body in a second. Yeah, because we hear someone screaming still, don't ask. And as she turns, she sees that Yuan is the one screaming it. And he goes, instant zombie and yes. tries to bite her oh my well he God. does the, the 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 flashing light and the 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 disappearing reappearing stuff that he does throughout yeah. the village yeah super creepy and effective. so fucking creepy yeah 
Well, and this is also, so he bites her and then he's like, so itchy my teeth because he's got a whole bunch of teeth now. Yeah. And he's like clawing them out of his mouth and spitting out just clumps yeah. of bloody teeth. Which is like my recurrent stress dream is where I spit out a bunch of teeth. And so it like really yes. freaked the fuck out. Same. Uh, she sees all of the old people she's met uh, and they now all have the writing all written on their bodies of like the script for the sacrifice kind of like the little girl did she takes off running and she sees people like banging on the windows from inside the houses she sees dom's burning body she watches as yuan jumps to his death basically off one of the buildings yeah and we just see him like sort of land (laughs) yeah it's terrifying yes uh we cut and she also sees a whole like row of the people that they saw in in their underwear with everything written on them kind of hanging like yeah the implication being that for that night almost everyone there dies by suicide yes yeah, yeah. that was the impression i got as well i don't consider it suicide because i know it's a demon making it happen yeah it sort of murders them through their own yeah. taking of their yeah. own life yeah yeah i think that's a fairer way to look at it yeah so we cut back to present day and the foster daddy is driving and he's like how much further is the temple And she's like, I haven't been there for a long time. I'm not sure. And as they're driving, they're kind of on like a circular road and they seem to pass a like mile marker, the same mile marker with a bicycle tied to it and like a burning pot, the same one multiple times. And so he at a certain point is like, fuck this, throws the car into reverse and it stops. Basically, they can't get the car started again. I got the impression that if they had gone to check, they would have found another Mama Buddha statue out there. Same. We don't see that. In fact, it gets way creepy here in a second. But like, that's what I assumed happened again. Right. And so as they're trying to figure out why the car won't start, they hear like banging on the car, like as if someone is banging on the metal of the car. Don't like it. And the radio goes crazy. It's playing a bunch of stuff. And uh, it does play a gas explosion at a mental institution, which I think might be a reference to Ganjiam. No, it was uh, the the therapist who was working with her. She sent the video. Oh, yeah. that's what it was. Okay. It's uh. all, all. She, she, she gone by by now. Okay. She must have watched the tunnel video. Mm-hmm. She must have. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the banging stops. It, it's waking up Dodo. Dodo starts chanting in the backseat. And Dodo, Ronan, and then the foster daddy all start chanting together. It stops all the noises. We cut to them taking Ronan into this temple with an o- older couple. Now, what's real fun about this is the man in this couple is like Danny DeVito sized. And so they have like some shots further up and you like get a look down at him. And from we only really see him from behind. And I just pictured it as Danny DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they have them eat like sacred herbs and they're trying to set up a ritual that they're going to do to try and cleanse her of this curse. But they basically say that in order for it to work, Dodo can't eat for seven days, which it's too long. That's too long. No, to not it's eat. a child. Yeah. 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 I mean, I realize you may be able to survive without eating for seven days. Um, I know you can't live that long without drinking water, but like, yeah, you can survive like yeah. months without food if you got the, the fat. Like if I'm ever in a plane crash, I'm gonna look so jacked. <laughs> You mean like when we find you? Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, he's like really trimmed down. I'm going to be like, what? I think it's actually like 
three weeks. Yeah. I think that you can As go. long as you drink a lot yeah. of water. I think it's three minutes without air, three days without water, 30 days without food is like the thing, right? I've heard that before. I don't know how accurate that is, though. Now, I will say she does get worse when she does feed her. So I mean, that is true. Yes. Pineapple yeah. was a bad mm-hmm. choice. I agree. Yep. But so at this point, now they have to figure out what they're going to do for seven days. So foster daddy decides that he's going to go take the camera, try to repair it and figure out some of the mystery. Yeah. While Ronan cares for Dodo. Um, And he says that he does it because he wants to know what it's like to be a real dad, which I think for him means abandoning his family. <laughs> yeah. Abandoning his family uh, for cigarettes, uh, but also fighting to save this girl, which is apparently not the kind of father figure Mikey had in his life. Well, no, Mikey's father figure was just Arnold Schwarzenegger via TV. That is fair. Yeah. <laughs> the dad from Commando. Chill out. Chill out. Uh, so meanwhile, Ronan is basically trying to do a bunch of things with Dodo that she's never done before, like flying a kite. Like she's trying to make these days pleasant because I think she knows that there's a chance Dodo could die. Yeah. So we cut back to the their room that night. Dodo is all sweaty. She's got a fever. She piles her in the car. She's trying to find a hospital. There's multiple clinics closed. She finally finds one that's open. And they're like, we can't do anything because she hasn't eaten. Like we can't give her antibiotics. Like the amount of antibiotics she needs without food. But like really they would start like an IV. They would. It was kind of a um, plot, yada, yada. Mm, because if she's dehydrated and needs antibiotics, they would start like they would put a feeding tube in, do an IV, and then also give IV antibiotics. Well, I think that's what she's saying is she's like, they'd have to feed her to do it, and I can't let her eat. I sort of got the vibe that she went to like a minute clinic, not like a hospital hospital, and they were like, we can't, we can't help you unless she has food on her stomach. So then she's sort yeah. of had to make a different plan because we do see her at an actual hospital later. Like this one, she like has to beat on the yeah. like the grate that's over the door. Like right. it just did not seem like a 24 hour like healthcare facility, you know. And I don't know yeah. if they're mandated reporters over there or how. But I would have been like, oh, this is child abuse. We need to call the police immediately. I think that's what happens at the actual hospital, yeah, the hospital that hospital. she brings her to. Yeah. Um, but instead, she ends up administering a drip on her own. But she basically is like, today is day three. I think her legs are atrophying. I, you know, if I hadn't brought her home, she wouldn't be like this now. Like I should have left her in foster care. Yeah. And uh, she's got what looked to be like the beginnings of a rash all over her body and feverish. And she's delirious, too, because she's talking about her birthday cake with pineapples uh, and pretending to feed some to her mom. Yeah. We cut to a shot of Ronan eating and crying in the hallway, uh, which been there. But she's just like trying to like eat and figure out what to do. And at this point, this is when I checked the time in this movie because I was like, okay, she's getting sicker. She's getting sicker. What's going on? And there was 40 minutes left of the movie. And I was like, what could take 40 minutes? Like this kid's borderline dead already. Like, what are we doing? So this is where she feeds her that pineapple. And we cut to... A series of video messages from foster daddy who's like i've been repairing the footage but the more i watch the worse i feel we see that his teeth are coming out and he's like okay the hand gesture they do means this i've been yeah. finding this out i contacted this one monk who can translate the ancient text or whatever yeah right if i can go there and find him maybe i'll get an answer and we do get an airplane he might go there we're not sure but what we'll find out later is some of the footage from the monk is actually her footage 
from six years ago. Yeah. Um, but he forwards her a video and the meaning of the incantation. And he's looking terrible. Like in the videos where he's talking to her, you can see that he has the beginnings of the same rash that Dodo has. He looks bad. And he says that the video clip has been repaired, but I'm not going to send it. I'm sorry. Before I die, I just want you to know I was the one who reported you because I didn't believe you, but now I do. And I wanted to be a parent to Dodo, but I'm sorry. And I hope that you can let her know that even though I can't have my own children, I was very happy to have her call me dad. Yeah. And he starts looking at the ceiling and chanting his own name. And then he smashes his face against the computer until he is dead. It's brutal, man. And they show all mm -hmm. of it. It's, oh, I hated it. All of it. But then after he's dead, his phone sends her multiple messages of that tunnel video, yeah. which is clearly supernatural. Yes, it's got to be because he's dead. Right. Yeah. And so... Ronan throws the phone because she's like, I'm not watching that shit. Or he's like a grandparent, like just not good at his phone. <laughs> right. I'm not going to send you this. It's just, Hello? It's Hello? just minion Hi. memes. Hi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mayonnaise, f like food facts, cool whip recipes. You sent me a text and the heading was uh, nobody wants to work anymore, but it's a video of a tunnel. Oh, no. <laughs> that does sound like a very boomer thing to do. You're right. Yeah, it's just the video of the tunnel, but when you uncover it at the end, it's the minion with one eye. <laughs> so uh, she throws the phone. Dodo cries out in pain. She goes over to look at Dodo's hand, and now the rash has become a horrible, like, bloody holes all over her body. So much worse than Candyman. Like, so much worse. Yeah. It's awful. I had chills oh but ronan gets her to throw up the pineapple which i'm sure todd was difficult for you to hear honestly it was worse than the actual eyes were for me or the holes the holes do don't yeah. bother me that much i mean it, it was gross because it was like bloody and sticky and i didn't like that but like the vomiting is worse for me yeah well and then they show the vomit in the toilet and yes. she threw up a caterpillar she did Ugh. yeah oh no so Ronan throws her in the car. They drive back to the temple with the old couple. And of course, the man is dead uh, and also seems to have thrown up bugs. Yeah. And then we hear a voice that says, did you let her eat? And we see Ugh. the other the woman with her back to us. And we can tell that she has the sores on the back of her head and she keeps scratching at them. Yeah. And then blood is just pouring down. Oh, I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. Uh, and she says, when your mom was pregnant with you, she was going to give you to the gods. And so it's just blood, 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 blood. Ugh. And at this point, I'm like, stop filming and fucking run. And she finally does. But by then the door's slams she's trapped and it does the blink thing where it's like she's there she's gone she's there oh, she's I hate gone. That so much all the statues turn and then she just fucking runs at the camera oh, zombie style obviously this was the scariest part of the movie i think it was the scariest for me too because she doesn't turn around to run at her she runs she at her backwards, runs backwards and there's a yes. face there like oh well and then she just falls dead on the floor like yeah. she doesn't even get to her basically because it was a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. I yeah. do love that the baby is just fully asleep this whole time. Or the child, I should say. But Well, she goes to look for her in the little like wheelchair that she has for her. And she's gone yes. because she's floating up in the ceiling Ugh. and then falls. Yeah. So this is where we cut back to. This is some of the stuff that I think can get cut out. Because this is Ronan talking to the camera and just asking us to recite the same shit again. Which we already got at the beginning. Yeah. It's kind of a repeat. We cut to her rushing her daughter to the hospital, and she's chanting the whole time. Yeah. 
We cut to the video of the monk saying that it's an ancient religious blessing for Mother Buddha, who's a malicious deity, and it's basically you trying to pay back your karmic debt. And the people who chant it, the more powerful the protection against it is. Right. So then we get more chanting and the image. Then we cut to the hospital where they're like, hey, she's stable for now. We're definitely going to feed her because she's dehydrated and has malnutrition. And that's actually made her sicker. Because now it's spread across her entire body. Her body couldn't fight it. So we're going to monitor her in the ICU, but you need to be prepared for the worst. Like, she's probably going to die. Yeah. So she's sitting in the hospital. She clicks on one of the videos of the tunnel from her phone. And while she's watching it, Dodo just gets up and walks out of the ICU unnoticed and walks... how? Yeah. How did none of these people notice that? Like, I was so mad. I was so mad. I Well, it's kind of the same thing with Deborah Logan does it yes. and takes the little girl with her. Yeah. Uh, but so Dodo walks down the road and she approaches that mile marker and finds a dead body on the side of the road with scripture written all over her. Or we think it's a dead body. We find out that that person actually lives uh, because we cut back to the hospital where they found that girl and brought her into the hospital and brought Dodo back. Yeah. But Dodo is now unconscious. Yeah. So we see that she goes in to check on that girl and she pulls the hair back and reveals that her, her ears missing. So she knows it's the same little girl from before. And we cut to her then talking into the camera again, where she's like, I'm going to show you the video of what we did all those years ago. This is the tunnel footage. So now we've waited so fucking long. We finally get the tunnel footage. They go inside and there's a bunch of mirrors. Then there's like a partition made of like fabric with prayers and things written on it. And of course they just cut through it like it's nothing. I'm like, what are you doing? Don't do that. There's bats, centipedes, mirrors, everything. Plenty of reasons not to do any of this. Teeth, hair, ponytails. Right. So they are running through. They find a a mirrored door. They go through a couple different doors in the tunnel. Yeah. And they keep seeing offerings being laid out. So like the first one is ponytails and there's uh, like little statues of monks pointing the way for where to go through. Yeah. Uh, So the first one's ponytails. The next one or hair, I should say. Uh, The next one is teeth. And then the final one is basically the statue. Yes. And they've gone all this way. And Yuan at this point is going to chicken out. Of course. And Dom is like, no, we're here. I'm uncovering it. Like, what the fuck? And as he goes to uncover it, we just hear him say, what's my name? And then like Yuan goes to film and he's like, what are you doing? (laughs) D-M-X. As in, what's your name? Yeah. Uh, So he is DMX barking at the statue, but also (laughs) eating all that hair. R.I.P. Eating hair is a horrifying concept. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Unless you're eating it like spaghetti, then it's kind of funny. Yeah, Uh, but only if you have someone else eating it on the other side and then you end up kissing in the middle. Oh, then it's just adorable. Yep. That was in the Disney movie, The Lady and the Cannibal. You're welcome, Mikey. (laughs) So uh, Yuan's like, okay, let's, let's fucking go. We're done. And Dom screams. They take off running. Yeah. All the mirrors in the tunnel fall. So it's kind of like collapses. The lights go out. We get night vision. And he kind of turns the camera to see Dom. And Dom basically is bashing his own head in against one of the walls. Yeah. Uh, and then he turns and has a gross hole face. Yes. Just like It's like his face yeah. is gone and just filled with holes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we cut back to Ronan just like looking at us through the camera. And she has this whole like monologue about 
motherhood yeah and how it's difficult and scary and she feels guilty but also she loves her so much and so like it, it is almost this idea of motherhood is incredibly rewarding and painful at the same time yeah yeah you could have done that without the whole demon you you could have i mean but the demon is also part of the religious aspects of duality as well where it's like it is horrible to take on the curse but the more people that do the better everyone is for it does that make sense so the true curse is motherhood i mean depends on how you look at it and how much you want your bladder to work after uh but you know (laughs) but i do kind of like these scenes where she's talking to the camera because this is like a really scary version of blues clues you know very like, much do y'all see the demon in here mother buddha do you guys see anything i'll let you let you answer here <laughs> the big red hill um. <laughs> okay everyone memorize this symbol okay for me the ones that i wanted to cut were the things where she's not saying anything because it keeps yeah. cutting back and forth to her just like staring and i'm like we didn't need this yeah yeah i don't like eye contact Eye contact is honestly the best. (laughs) Anyway, so as she's kind of giving this monologue about how being a mother is painful, uh, but she also loves her daughter. Yeah, we all we see her kind of surrendering all of Dodo's stuff to the foster home, uh, including the dog. She goes and like buys the dog and (laughs) gives it to them. Right. Um, And then we see that she has written all the scripture all over her body. Yes. And in the video, she says, if you wake up, forget your name forget me have a full life be as happy as you can and then we kind of see her kind of cut back and forth from filming where she has clearly returned to the tunnel which is that's how i in my notes like if i spend the night at your house i'm like if you wake up forget (laughs) Forget my name forget my name forget i was ever here go live a good life i didn't make you breakfast what a fun weekend this was but like let's take the positive and just move move forward let's just move forward with the (laughs) memories we have knowing we'll never see each other again yeah i I took yep. only pictures and left only footprints. Yep. The solo footprints were when she was carrying you. <laughs> yep. We come back to the tunnel where she climbs inside. She puts her hair offering down. She yeah. breaks all the mirrors. She puts the tooth on the piece of paper. She moves the statues. And we see that she starts to get the same sores that Dodo had. We see there's maggots and stuff everywhere. Yeah. She gets to, in my notes, I just have it as the final boss statue. It is. But it's the Mother Buddha statue. (laughs) Yeah. And she places the piece of ear that she cut off the girl in the hospital at the altar. And then she... Oh, the voiceover is like, repeat after me. And I'm like, I ain't saying shit. No. You can't trick me, Candy You man. ain't making me do nothing. Okay, but if you're going to do this, if you're going to look. I'm not. Into the, the whole face of Mother Buddha, the tunnel face, you know. Right. Would you not stick your arm in there or your dick? No. Like, if that thing's going to murder me, I'm going to disrespect it as much as <laughs> I'm sticking my dick in her tunnel face. I mean, I'm just remembering. Do you remember in Mummy Returns when the guy puts on the scorpion cuff and then sticks his arm in the thing? Yeah. Yes, and then yeah. he pulls it out and it's just bones and goo. No, thanks. I'm not sticking my arm in any holes. But you're dying anyway. She knows she's going to die. But if I'm going to go in a tunnel to fuck off a maleficent Maleficent? Deity, yeah. Malevolent? I'm going to stick my dick in her tunnel face because busting makes me feel good. I do think that Mikey, because she puts a blindfold on and then shows the face, yeah. quote unquote, to the camera. I do think that if you put the blindfold on, you would just end up with your dick in the hole because you're clumsy. 
Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, not again. You know, why, 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 how did that happen? <laughs> I think the whole blindfold thing is for her to, like... See if she can live. Reveal through. the face to us yes. and see if she could live through it. But, no. She's too close to it. I'd blindfold her top of the hole so I could take the bottom of the hole. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're saying. Like, what does that even mean? She's obviously into blindfolds. Mother Buddha. Oh, you mean Mother Buddha. I think you're talking about yeah. Ronan. Okay, sorry. Sorry, sorry, no, sorry, no, sorry. No, sorry. not Ronan. Mother Buddha. She, like, she likes that, you know? I don't know. Have fun with all that. I'm not going to even go in the tunnel, so enjoy it. Yeah. No. No, thank you. Anyway. We cut to the the video of the monk and okay. So I got kind of got lost in this part. So like you have to explain this to me in a, in a good way. Yes, I would if you stopped talking. <laughs> <laughs> I won't talk no more. I just like to talk the whole podcast. All right. So uh, we get to the video of the monk, and the monk is actually describing where people say it's a blessing. That's what a lot of the people who are part of this cult will tell you. But it is actually a curse, and they have to continue passing it to diffuse the curse. Then the camera shifts, revealing that the person sitting and listening to this monk is actually a pregnant Ronan. Yeah. Which means she's known this the entire time. Yeah. All of this has been a ruse. All of this has been her trying to undo this curse or find a way to spread it wider. Because the wider it goes, the less effective it is, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, and she's ultimately trying to save her daughter's life. Right, and she is basically saying into the camera, this is the only way I can save her and basically let more people see this so the curse is alleviated. And she says, which is very sad to me, because she says, I really wish you weren't my child. I'm not a good mom. Yeah. But there's a part of me that's like, "Eh," complicated because it is evil and cursing a bunch of people. But there's a part of me that's like, in the sense that you are willing to do anything up to your own sacrifice to protect her, maybe there's parts of you that are a good mom. I was going to say that elements that make her not a good mom are elements that are outside of her control. Like she was cursed by going to this place when she was pregnant with Dodo. So like, I mean, yeah, I think from the outside looking in, she looks like a terrible mom because all you see is the like ramifications of the supernatural deity hurting the daughter. But she actually doesn't do any of that. She does also try to curse us throughout the film, though. I didn't say she was a good friend. I think she's a better mother than she is a friend. Yes. I don't know. I mean, That's if your fair. mom's like murdering a bunch of people, is she a good mom? If the only way to do ah. that, and I, I'll argue, I don't think she's murdering a bunch of people. I think by spreading- She straight up murdered those, at least the cops. Well, yeah, but I think that's before she fully knew what was happening. Oh, yes. but she knew it was happening before all that because the film shows us. No, because the cop one is six years ago. So yeah. she has not seen the monk yet, I don't think, when she gives the camera to the cops. I thought the camera and the cops was right after this whole thing went down six years ago. Right. But I think it sets up that, like, the more people that are affected by this curse, the lower the power of the curse is. Yes. So, like, it goes from, like, you're going to die to it'll be like the chicken pox kind of a thing. Hmm. Well, and I'm like, if she shows all of us, yes, she is cursing all of us, but lessening the curse for everyone. Yes, exactly. Does that make sense? So instead of dying, you, like, get sick. Right. It's like a vaccine versus getting the disease, right? Right. Oh, so, like, totally made up. I love your anti-vax sentiment, Mikey. I thought you weren't going to talk. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I'm done. Done with this podcast. Have fun doing cult podcast alone. Oh, you're going to want to stay for that one. It gets wild. Yeah. Um, anyway, she uncovers the statue and it is just a gaping void of holes. Yeah. It's so gross. It's my yeah. favorite. And then we watch as she smashes her head. The film cuts out. Yeah. 
we cut to a shot of Dodo, which kind of implies that maybe Dodo got better. We don't know for sure. And that's, that's the, movie. the movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think about Incantation? Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it's a scary one. I do understand why people are like losing their minds about it because I do think it's a good scary movie, but I hope to never watch this or a movie like this again. It is super scary. Well, I think I think we got our thoughts out when we talked about it scene by scene. I mean, I, I think it's terrifying and really good, really well made. It is super scary, yeah. Yeah, if you like found footage movies, if you like Asian horror, or if you just like being scared, you should watch this movie. Because yeah. it's it's like all three of those things combined into a terrifying concoction. Yes. But Paige, do you have some fun facts for us? Yes, I do. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Chanting fun, fun facts. facts. So again, huge thank you to Stacy on Instagram. I don't know your last name, but you know who you are. You know what you did, Stacy. <laughs> there are very few fun facts available for this movie, so that thread was a wealth of information. Uh, so at the end, Ronan bashes her head four times. Four is the number C in Mandarin, and the word death is spelled the same way. Oh, cool. Oh. Okay. It's also considered extremely bad luck. It's kind of the equivalent of like 13 in the U.S. So her smashing her head four times is definitely not accidental. It's purposeful. Oh, I'm sure. That's cool. Okay. So when Dodo starts acting out, she keeps referencing a faceless baddie. We don't know at the time that Mother Buddha is faceless, but we think that that's who she's referring to. So that could also be why all the faces are removed, but also why she references faceless ghosts. So all the items around the tunnel give a lot of clues that the deity, deity is malevolent. Mirrors are supposed to ward off negative energy and reflect out, uh, while the offerings are meant to kind of appease or confuse the deity. So mirrors also make it tough for them to figure out how to get out. Yeah. And then the offerings distract them so they don't try to get out. Uh, so by destroying the mirrors at the end of the movie, she's actually essentially releasing the deity from the tunnel. It is implied that everyone died that first night when she was in the tunnel, basically the whole town around them. Yeah. Which is why there's no one to prevent her from going back into the tunnel and it hasn't been repaired. So the imagery in this movie seems definitely exaggerated, but tied to something called ghost festivals. And it is culturally well known that if you go near an offering during ghost festivals, particularly in the seventh month when most ghost festivals occur, that a ghost might follow you home. Oh, no. Which is what basically happens in this movie. Uh, disturbing an offering would bring the wrath of the ghost down on you and it would also follow you. So Dom and Yuan definitely culturally should have known this, but also the fact that they were willing to not only disturb the tunnel, but disturb all the offerings made the the deity even angrier. Yeah. Okay. Um, so duality is a huge theme in many of the religions at play in this movie, uh, which is why there's a constant refrain of blessings and curses coexisting, essentially the balance of good and bad. And it's also tied with a lot of parenthood and motherhood symbolism where it's rewarding, but also difficult. It is, a gift but demands a sacrifice so as much as being a motherhood and parenthood being a theme in this movie i would say duality is the bigger theme okay in this movie so the more people that have it dilute it right so a corollary to other alternative religions deals with the fey so you know how i say fuck the fey all day fuck the fey all day fuck the fey yeah. in many mythologies surrounding the fey or the hold of folk or the little people or uh sprites 
what have you. Sure. The Fae also require your full name. So you're not supposed to give them your real name. Uh, but also if they know your likes and dislikes, it gives them more power over you. So the idea of sharing your name, but also your three favorite things is basically the conduit that the Fae or this malevolent deity needs to attach itself to you. I feel like this is dating advice Mikey gives people. Never tell them your real name yeah. and never tell right. them things you like because then they can manipulate you. Yeah. You don't want to give right. up the power. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. So... Uh, I'll leave you with the most terrifying fun fact. Oh, okay. According to the director, this was inspired by a real life incident oh. in 2005. What? Yes. Uh, now, here's the tricky part. It is very difficult to find any reports of this in English. Okay. But allegedly, the Wu family claimed to be possessed by demons, local demons uh, from like a ghost festival. Okay. And as a result murdered their oldest daughter oh what uh, but because there's not a lot of english language reporting on the incident we don't know all the facts there's some debate as to whether or not it's true but those are your fun facts well thank you for those fun facts page let's talk a little bit of box office although i don't really have much information in fact i don't have the budget for this uh, and it didn't get a like wide release. It was released in uh, obviously Taiwan where it made 170 million. What? Take in mind that that is of their currency. Oh. It's the new Taiwan dollar is what it is. But that boils okay. down to so pretty much it made uh, five point seven million dollars in the theaters over there. If you want to convert that to U.S. dollars, uh -huh. which is the highest grossing horror film ever. At the Taiwanese box office um, And it didn't get a release Outside of Taiwan But Netflix bought it obviously I don't know how much they bought it for Because it's rare that you ever are able to find that information But I would not be at all surprised If they paid a good amount for it And this movie ended up making money because of it I mean it may, it may have made money When it was just in theaters Right. I have no idea But that is your box office Sorry it's so limited So let's hit him with that scary scale Mikey Yeah scary scale listeners A scale of 1 to 10 of How scary we are when we watch the film Today or last night uh, Our one example is Ghostbusters And our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre Page uh, I'm going to give this an 8 Yeah That's what I'm giving it Yeah I'm giving it an 8 I was also going to give it an eight. I think wow. I gave Arachnophobia a nine, but they gave this. I'm giving this an eight as well. I was very scared. Yeah, because I think I think I gave Deborah Logan a nine, an eight or a nine. I honestly don't remember. I'm sure the listeners will remind us, but this movie was very scary. Definitely on that level. Actually, I'm going to give it a nine. Okay. This was the most scared I've had watching a horror film in years. Yeah, it's been a while mm. since I've been this scared. I was more scared than Deborah Logan. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just my personal history with Alzheimer's that makes it more scary for me, but... <laughs> but that's the thing. Yeah, I, that think that, I think that, that comes into play. Mm -hmm. That's our scaly scale. Oh, wow. Okay. That's our scary scale. That is our scary scale, yes. So this week, you guys made us watch Incantation. What are you all making us watch next week? Uh, so our next film, uh, continuing on with Asian Horror Month, is going to be on Netflix, easy to watch. It's Hashtag Alive, specifically the original from 2020, not the remake. Yeah, so that's uh, a zombie movie. I remember that one almost winning a listener request. I think one month we did a zombie theme. It was like one of the four finalists. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Mikey and I were actually really pulling for it to win. Yeah. Yeah, I liked I really liked it. I watched it randomly on Netflix one day. Is that the one that Little Monsters won instead? Because yes. if it is, yes. I, I'm okay with it. Because Little Mo I still love Little yeah, Monsters. Yeah, Little Monsters was pretty great. So your homework for next week is to finally get around to watching Hashtag Alive on Netflix and then check in for the episode on Monday. So Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? 
Not yet. Well, so while you're looking one up, let me tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast, and that is to leave us a five-star text review, and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to sexily read this week? Ooh. Oh, Plunkett 16. Oh, Plunkett 16? Okay. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I love that name. What does O oh, Plunkett 16 have to say? It's made of butter is the title of their review. <laughs> that was the 1408 episode. Oh, my God. Everything was made of butter. Can I tell you that one of my coworkers sent me a picture of where they had put a stick of butter in their pocket to warm it up to make grilled cheese and forgot about it <gasps> and oh, then no. found it in the middle of a conference oh, call? Oh, <laughs> gross. That's so <laughs> weird, really but funny. also hilarious. <laughs> it's like the way Napoleon Dynamite treats tater tots. Yeah, he like reached into his pocket and was like, oh, God. Like a pocket butter. <laughs> pocket butter. Pocket, pocket butter. This is hands down my favorite podcast. Oh, why, thank you. Paige, Yay. Todd, and Mikey are the funniest people, and listening to this podcast always puts me in a good mood and makes me laugh. That's a run-on sentence, I believe. But that's fine. We're glad you listened. Uh, <laughs> Mikey's very critical grammatically of your <laughs> reviews, by the way. <laughs> I guess this is technically a two sentence review, but it's like four paragraphs long. <laughs> Shout out to this trio for giving me a great fun fact to have on my dating profile about from dust till Tom. I don't remember those specifically, but I'm sure it's funny. I have recommended this podcast to everyone that will listen and will continue to do so. Five stars. Thank you for that. Uh, I appreciate that so much. Oh, Plunkett 16, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your review, leave us a five-star review. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the mm-hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager is driving her crazy. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week? Uh, Tia's teenager is driving her crazy by jumping off a building to get a knife. Honestly, that was the scariest part of this movie for me when that baby jumped off that roof. I was like, Tia's kid, no! I was like, please don't do this. (laughs) And then it made that massive noise where I was like, is the kid dead? 
Oh, I know. It was terrifying. Anyway, Tia's teenager, hopefully uh, you have no need for a knife, but don't jump off roofs to get knives. It's a bad move. This episode also brought to you by the number Jeff, and Jeff wants you to check out his podcast, Kissing Jessica Jones, where each week they break down a new episode of the Jessica Jones WandaVision and Agent Carter Marvel TV series. So if you want to listen to a podcast break down any of those shows, check out Kissing Jessica Jones. This episode also brought to you by Jonathan, and Jonathan wants to make us watch some spooky spider videos. So we're going to watch one that he sent us now. Okay, so this is actually in Japan. Normally it's in Australia. I love how there's a, there, there's a warning at the bottom of the video that says, this video contains rude language. I don't like this guy. I like this guy too. He brought a bowl and a piece of paper to a spider fight. I don't fight. like this guy. I this, said I don't like him. This guy's an idiot. Fuck this guy. I was on board, and now he's dumb. You need to bring a shoe to a spider fight. A shoe or a gun. Turn the lights on, bro. He, maybe he's going to sing it some like slow jam R&B. Oh my God. That spider is huge. That is a big-ass spider. That's bigger than the bowl he brought. Yeah, because he's from Australia. That is crazy. I love how I love how he's like sort of fine with it. Oh no, he missed! He missed with the bowl. It's on the run. This guy's so dumb. This guy That's is you so dumb. It. Oh my god! Oh my god! You moron! Oh, it's gone forever. They're never gonna find it, dude. He is this like running around idiot. this room trying to capture it. With you should be throwing every appliance at it you can. What I don't like is that he was like, oh, the women came to get me to, to get this spider, and he totally fucked it up from the second one. Yeah, absolutely. Now he's killing it. Oh, my God. He hit it, and it didn't die. Oh, he's his head. This thing's going to kill him. It's going to start hitting him back. I mean, if this guy got killed in this video, I would. It wouldn't be on YouTube, I guess. Well, maybe. Oh, my God. He is, like, banging the hell out of it to try and, like, get it to die. All right. He finally killed it. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Now the taunt's gagging. Oh, my God. I can't. There were so many guts in that spider. Oh, well, Jonathan, thank you so much for the support. And I guess the spider videos. We now return you to another episode of The Patrioticals. All right, Earth via now, but in The Patrioticals Earth, the Mun is invading Earth. All right, cut to the Mun. Weren't we just on Earth? Shut the fuck up. I'm directing this Patrioticals. <laughs> it was a quick cut. Apparently, yeah. Libby, she is a Mun scientist, and she has figured out how to clone Muns. So all of the new Muns are being birthed out of Scott. And <laughs> I'm super excited that we can now eat the Mun guilt-free. Because they're just clones at this point. Oh, yeah. Right? 100%. Yeah. Well, they're not human anyway, so. I had a mun plate earlier today. Paige, would you eat an alien? What do they taste like? They no, taste good. No. Like sterling. Guys. Okay, okay. Then, yeah, maybe. Yeah, Everybody sure. stop. Ever- no. God made one planet 6,000 years ago. I will eat everything else. Well, no, to be fair, in your church, everyone gets their own planet. So that rule doesn't. That's true. Over. But in our church, there's only like there's our only planet and everyone planet. else is yeah. our enemies because they're definitely going to Independence Day us or try to like suck up entire arenas into their square stomachs or whatever. So yeah. like, yeah, we're definitely going to eat them. We're going to eat them first. I'm not saying yes. Joseph Smith was right, but if you look at time and like zoom way, way out, if the human race doesn't kill itself and we expand through the universe. 
People might end up with their own planet. I don't know. Here's a message from me to Mormons. You go to the celestial heaven, make your own planet. I'm coming there. Celestial kingdom, Mikey. Whatever. I'm coming to your celestial kingdom planet, and I'm eating everything there. Well, Mikey, you'll be in outer darkness, so we won't have to worry about that. Cool. But this is a, this is a conversation for cult podcast later on, in, like in a month or so. <laughs> we need to move on to the Patreonicals. Dum 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 dum. Okay. Yup. Libby has cloned the Muns, and she makes they're coming out of Wes and Scott. They're just fucking birthing them over and over again. They're tied to beds, alien style, just like <laughs> like chest burster. No, like um, like puppies. <laughs> What? Like just wow. lots of babies coming out of there. Well, now I'm just picturing a chest burster as a puppy, just like crawling out of that guy. Like, honestly, I would feel very conflicted about that. I'd be like, this is horrifying and cute. <laughs> cute. Oh, like my dog. <laughs> oh, it just it just ripped him in half. But I want to boop it, snoot. Oh, yeah, this ruined that's, that's dinner. But it's soft ears. Isaac, uh, th- there's. Flying saucers and shit crashing. Okay, so um, Aaron, the moon general, she's like, I'm taking the ships. We're going to go fuck up Earth. And uh, Danielle, moon president, was like, you have to do it because they thought we were nothing, but we are everything. That's her quote from now. And then so now on, the they're like fucking clone troopers and shit crashing on Earth. And then uh, Dreskel's like, why did we reconstruct the moon? That's right. It was fucking up all the tides and shit. But also now they're invading us. So, oh, activate all the <laughs> activate all the robots for the illuminati i have not been recording any of my conversation <laughs> i know you'll just sound like shit it's fine cool sounds <laughs> fine. great okay i'm like halfway done isaac and karoon are wolverining it out they're just killing mun people who are like tall skinny oblonged head aliens amy is in space she, she's on the big space station but it gets shot down she's crashing her and kate run the space station trying to fight off them with their they had some defenses, but it was an ill-advised plan. Uh, so now the whole International Space Station is is falling towards Earth. And Kaylee, Jennifer, and Shining Donut are having a threesome. Hell yeah. What's a donut with three prongs in it? Something you shouldn't eat. You shouldn't eat anything with prongs. They're not Do eating. Do you mean it. prawns? Is this a donut with prawns in it? No, no, no. They're like, they're like extension. Like a bear claw. There's a woman on each of his claws. Bear claws. Bear claws. And he's got no clothes on, so it's a bear claw. Oh, okay. He's filling all of their donut holes. Oh. Gross. Mm. <laughs> yeah. This episode has it all. Weird sex donut stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Kate uh, uses her psychic powers to like safely save Amy uh, as they fall onto the earth. Uh, Dreskel activates all of the robots uh, and Nathan... His professional wrestling buddy, uh, well, henchman, was like, what are we going to do? And he's like, go kidnap those mer people. So okay. he goes over to Allie and kidnaps her and says, now you're with us. So we're going to make your mer people fight on our side, see? <laughs> and then uh, he puts Jeremy out with his laser eyes, and he's shooting down spaceships. Uh, London, the Tower of... The with the one with the clock, Big Ben, it blows up like in the Aliens, like uh, no Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that time they nuked it from orbit? That uh, Big Ben, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was the, it was the only way to be sure. <laughs> Bo Easy decides to eat a mud person. Okay, and they taste like cheese. That checks out. Actually, I've heard that. Mm-hmm. And then Cody, um, in his pawn shop, he's actually still on the mun, 
and he he's just like selling clone stuff that he got from other people to Libby to to clone the Mun, and um, he's kind of ripping her off. So down here at the clone shop, uh huh. <laughs> and they keep back on the Mun for the baby Munsters. Ooh, there you go. Dave keeps getting fed to them over and over again while he dies and comes back to life. Oh, man, that's a terrible existence right there. The end for this episode. All right, I guess we'll have to wait to find out what happens next week on another episode of uh, The Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it oogie spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye, incantating nerds.